This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 67 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I'm Bob Collin Jr. With me as always is Dallas Gridley in Dallas. This is the week of a big rematch. Well, I guess it's not really a rematch, but it's the second time these guys have wrestled in a singles capacity. It's Jeff Jarrett going for the NWA world title against AJ Styles. They've been building it up as a rematch back from June but that match also technically involved Raven, so it's not really a singles rematch. They've been building it up. The Hulkster's probably coming. Bound for Glories on November 30th. Excitement's in the air. I am pumped. I've got a cough drop in my mouth, so I got probably endorphins going into my brain, and I'm going to freak out. How are you feeling about this? Wait. Well, I'm definitely not pumped because of a cough drop. But Endorphins, baby. The cough drops just get me going like I ran a mile. I love it. And Bob's going to start drinking cough syrup soon. It's going to be a wild show today, guys. Well, you know, funny story about cough cough syrup. So yesterday after work, I had some cough syrup. And it's like 1 o'clock in the afternoon because I work till 1. And I'm sitting down, and I'm like, wow, I'm fucking tired. And I didn't even work all day. I went in at like 9, right? Yeah, get the non-drowsy, man. Sarah looks at it, and she goes, did you drink this one? (laughs) I go, yeah. She goes, "Uh, yeah, that's NyQuil. Oh shit! And I was like, "What?" And she was like, "You drink Nyquil." So I, like, she's like, "Are you tired?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a little sleepy." Well, there you go, you, you idiot. So then I fucking took a nap at like three o'clock in the afternoon. And you never woke up, did you? No, I did. I woke up at like seven, but then I was oh, like, still that, really, I was still really tired. That's a good point because you did, yeah. Because then you were texting me at like ten, asking if I was still up. When really the question should have been, "Are you still up?" Yeah. Yeah. So. That was a thing. But in my defense, the uh, <clears throat> I feel like NyQuil is usually in a... Like, the liquid's usually, like, purple. Like, I always thought it was a di- different color. Mm-hmm. Which I guess it's not. And then she goes, well, like, the wrapper's, like, blue. I don't know if I realized that. I haven't taken that shit in so long, but I definitely... I guess I didn't realize it wasn't like a darker color either. I always thought it was like a dark, like a bluish, purplish color. Mm. I think Sarah, I think Sarah slipped something in your cough medicine. She might have. This is a really good chance. Yeah, but I've been dealing with a little bit of a cough, not COVID. Don't worry. I'm fully vaxxed, so I'll just throw it out there. Vaxxed, waxed, and well, ready for fall now because we're at the end of October, baby. That's right. Give me some pumpkin spice and a latte. I don't know. Well, well I've been drinking. Know. I've been drinking more pumpkin cold brews than I'd like to admit, but needless to say, oh, I'm, really? I'm I'm in full fall mode, baby. Yeah, you're going all for it. You're damn right. Sweatpants just, weather, baby. Oh, it is, and uh, I will be soon be able to wear sweatpants to work because we are heading back to the office. No longer working from home over here. So they said you can wear sweatpants at the office. They said work from home casual, and the girls were like, "Hey, can we wear leggings?" They said yes. So to me, that was like. 
Oh, the guys can wear sweatpants. So, That's yeah. some bullshit. So, yeah, my ass is wearing sweatpants. Get out of here. That is such a bullshit. Get out of here. I think officially, by the way, <laughs> speaking of pants, I think I'm going to end up buying some of those Muggsy jeans. Oh. I You have to let me know how they go. I think I'm going to look if, into it. If they it's actually like, worth it, I will do it. I keep on seeing ads, and people are like, they're being funny about it, so I might as well just do it. You're seeing ads because you went on the website. No, I didn't. I never went. I don't think I ever went. I only heard it from Brian Myers. And then um, on YouTube, I, I watch Barstool Sports lately, and then they, they have their own ad for it. So I think I think Muggs oh, is okay. just expanding their shit. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. I went on their website. I don't know if I've seen ads, but I've been getting weird ads, but that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, this is a big show today. Uh, I can't wait for it. Styles and Jarrett's huge. They've been building for weeks, which is a, 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 you know, refreshing to see that happen again. Because really, the last time there was like a major build was Jarrett and Raven. I mean, realistically, there's there's a couple other things here and there, but as far as like a major build for a, a really big match, I think this this is like the the next one that we really got. Uh, I mean, Raven and Douglas got some pretty good build. Yeah, but I feel like they, I feel like as far as Raven and Douglas went, I feel like they went quicker into like e- each other before, because I feel like the the biggest match was that hair versus hair match, but they fought before that. Okay, so you're saying in terms of like, I mean, really Raven and Jarrett was almost three months before they had a singles match. Is that what you're trying to say? Like a longer yeah. build? Long, long build and like... Building the excitement about it. Don't get me wrong. I was very excited for Raven and Shane Douglas and all that. But I feel, and I maybe, maybe I'm thinking about it in terms of uh, a title match because a lot of our heavyweight title matches in particular are very random. Like randomly, Dusty Rhodes gets a title shot. It, like a week, you don't, you know, you get, you get a week build, not even. So there's stuff like that, whereas like this has been like, oh, we knew Jarrett was getting this match on this date for at least three or four weeks, I think. And now we're finally getting it. Yeah, we did know, I think, at least almost a month out. I think it was officially announced. So So, I'll take it. Not that I necessarily need to be like, hey, on this date, this match is going to happen and then like get excited about it. But I think with the heavyweight title in particular, they do a lot of random matches and i think that it's it's so it's nice when they do build toward oh jared's actually our number one contender mm-hmm. so that's what we're going to however as we mentioned when it happened such as dusty Rhodes getting the title shot kind of throws me off because it's like why, why bother doing that i get you're still trying to get people to watch the pay-per-views but like then if if dusty won the title should I be more excited for Dusty versus Jeff Jarrett than I was AJ Styles versus Jeff Jarrett? I don't know. I think I would have been bummed out. <clears throat> no, I would have too. But, I, you know, in hindsight, I think they did a good job of casting doubt. I don't think they did bad with that because Jarrett was pissed. And it was like, right. It, it, he was like, well, you know, I'm supposed to be getting the match. And then they obviously went on to explain that as we've like slowly inched toward Jarrett turning full-blown heel, essentially again in TNA, but finally, because I think it needs to happen, I still think that during this match on the show we're about to watch, there's going to be a double turn. I wouldn't be surprised, but I, when they were doing uh, Dusty and AJ, 
I I really didn't think it was a foregone conclusion that AJ would win just because of the story that they incorporated with Dusty and Jarrett. So you could have that doubt of like, oh my God, Dusty could win this. Yeah. And then yeah. do a Dusty Jarrett, especially if you want to avoid having AJ lose. But I mean, I don't think I'd have AJ lose to Dusty. Well, I, I think that would have been kind of tough too, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, a lot's going down, man. We, we got a lot. Raven's still trying to work his way through the new church, which has been all sorts of fun. Michael Shane has both the Super X Cup trophy now and the X Division title. That was a couple weeks yeah. ago, but um, he's the, he's running the X Division. All sorts of stuff. We're seeing new faces almost every week. So, Yeah, we had uh, Doring and uh, Roadkill. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, debut as a team last week. As a team, yeah. Sanjay Dutt made his debut last week as Sanjay well. Sanjay Dutt, yeah. So, Legend came back about time. Yeah, Jarrell Clark and Mr. 630. He actually hit the move. He didn't win with it, but he hit it. Yeah. Abyss so, might have turned face <clears throat> from Kid Cash. Yeah, man. Okay. A lot's going down. We got a lot going on. And, and luckily, last week's show, we actually liked after after they killed our momentum – Man, yes. two shows in a row, they kill the momentum, and then finally, we're back on their streak. Can we keep it going today? I don't know. Could we get a whopping two good shows in a row again? Or could two good, two thumbs up shows, I should say, because some of the other ones weren't bad, but. Right. Um, but as far as last week, let's just do a quick rundown of the card. I got a few notes about last week's show. Not a lot, actually very, very few. And then I got some news on our Bound for Glory event with Hulk Hogan. And we're going to talk about that before we get going on the show, because as we mentioned previous weeks, there's a lot kind of to unpack with that. So yeah. we're going to do that, and then we'll get into the show as we will sprinkle notes throughout the show uh, as well. Uh, but last week on October 15th, this is what went down. American Most Wanted and Dusty Rhodes defeated ECMO, Legend, and Sonny Siaki in a six-man tag team match. Michael Shane defeated Christopher Daniels to retain the X Division title. Kevin Northcutt defeated Eric Watts in a match that I totally forgot even happened. <laughs> uh, Eric Watts and Sanjay Dutt defeated El Fuego and Jarrell Clark. Eric Young and Sanjay Eric Young. Um, i sorry. I, Eric Watts and Eric Young right after each other threw my mouth there. Much rather Eric Young on the show. Yeah. Uh, Danny Doring and Roadkill defeated Swinger and Diamond, which was actually pretty surprising, defeating our champions there. So, assuming they will be getting a title match. Right, because that was non-title. That was non-title. Uh, and then Abyss defeated Kid Cash. And then in the main event, Slash and Vampiro defeated CM Punk and Julio De Niro. So, a fun little show. Last week. Yeah, I mean, if you really kind of look at the card, you might not think that it would be um, entertaining, but it actually delivered. So Yeah, it delivered on... Um, you know, we we got we went somewhere. We're we're moving, doing stuff to get us excited about well, you know what else is happening. And I think yeah. that's what that's what's important um, in a lot of these shows. Since you know we're on pay per view, and I think there was even uh, I don't know where it was, but um, there there was a note either in uh, Alfred's or Dave's section that mentioned like, oh well, it was a good show because they like advanced angles it's like well yeah. yeah that that's definitely what was good about it 
Um, so we gave we gave last week a thumbs up. We ended up enjoying that show. So what do you think that the readers of the Observer thought? Uh, I'm going to say they went in the middle. Well, they actually gave it a thumbs up. 51% gave it a thumbs up. Only 20.4% gave it a thumbs down. And 28.6% gave it a thumbs in the middle. Uh, Dave says that the negative is that it seems like all the Hogan hype didn't mean much for getting people interested in ordering the weekly show. Uh, however, I think it's important to note, and I'll get to it in a second, that uh, they had significantly more people in the crowd. So, uh, What do you think was voted for the best match on the show? Uh, I'm going to say Michael Shane against Christopher Daniels. It was not. I think this is going to surprise you. It's actually Sanjay Dutt and Eric Young versus El Fuego and Jarrell Clark. <laughs> That's pretty okay. crazy, right? Uh, yeah. What about the what about the worst match? Uh, Northcutt and Watts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty easy I one think. to pick out. Yeah. Um, and actually, here's the note I was just referencing is that the you know the show didn't have much in the way of good matches, but it, at least it was building toward a direction. Crowd was up almost sold out with an estimated 1,200 people, probably because of the local hype that it was in the local newspaper that Hogan would be coming in at some point and that something big is going to happen. So, pretty interesting. Well, and I think it's important, though, like, yeah, the matches may not have been, like, great, but if you have a, if you have a show full of, like, decent matches, but then you're also continuing angles and advancing stuff, it's going to make for a good overall show. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, also, bouncing off that Hogan point there, uh, Mike Tanay was instructed to push Chono hard on commentary because Jeff Jarrett mm-hmm. is trying to put together a business deal with New Japan. So I think that's pretty that's interesting. Smart. Yeah, it, it's very smart. I didn't think about it. I mean, especially if you look at the current wrestling landscape, that's very smart. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Uh, Dave uh, praises... Uh, Sanjay Dutt saying that he was a very impressive newcomer who they had been talking about since he did some cool moves on the MLW TV show in his debut. So really, uh, that's where they kind of ended up finding him and like what he was doing. But the crowd definitely seemed to be into him. So that's good. Uh, Also, Chad Collier had a hot explosion match with Chris Sabin and was said to be the best or second best match of the night. But because Collier played the doctor on Raw two nights earlier as a rib, Mike Tanay referred to him as Dr. Chad Collier. That's hilarious. I don't think I've ever heard anyone, and uh, this is not going to be meant as a knock, because I think Collier's a decent worker. But I've never heard somebody say that Chad Collier had a, what how, What was the phrase, a hot match? Uh, it was, yeah, a hot explosion match. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard somebody He's more like a he's more of like a technical wrestler. So when I envision a match with Collier, I'm not expecting it to be like some kind of hot match, hot action. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good way to think about it. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I only got two more quick things, and then we got some we got some news on that Bound of Glory show. Uh, and one of this is the return of the Rash Report, Bob's favorite segment. Okay. Which has returned after a several week hiatus, so that's why we haven't been talking about it. I guess mm. I didn't. I didn't realize. Uh, Borish claimed millions of new eyeballs were watching TNA each week thanks to Explosion. 
uh, even though it's probably <laughs> a few hundred thousand, maybe. Um, well, here's so he's he's leaving out of probably a major point here. It may be available in millions of homes, mm-hmm. but I think the notion that it's being watched by that many people is ludicrous because, yeah, I read something the other day, like you mentioned MLW in 2003 here. Well, I saw something for MLW in like 2020, 2021, and they're on Vice. And Vice is available in millions of homes. And it had like a quarter breakdown of the ratings of how many people watch their shows. And I think from each quarter for the year, for the two years or whatever, they haven't been above 21,000 households. So it's usually between like 4,000 and 21,000 households. So Explosion could be available in, let's say, 3 million homes because obviously it's not, it's a syndicated show. It's not picked up by all the markets, whatever. So let's say it's 3 million homes. Does not mean Mm -hmm. that 3 3 million homes are watching it. It likely means, and I think it was in in reference to pay-per-views, it was like in the market of New York, 300 households were watching TNA pay-per-views. So you're looking at probably 200 households in the various markets watching Explosion. So I love Jeremy Borash's uh, optimism, but it's not very realistic to suggest that millions of people are watching Explosion. I will say this, though, Scott Damore... I'd watch fucking Explosion. I'd sign up for the TNA Plus or Impact Plus fucking app if you gave me goddamn Explosion. You piece of shit. Just do it. What are we waiting for? I'm gonna. I'll give you seventy one dollars a year for some Explosion. Yeah, I I would give you seventy one dollars a year if you didn't um, if the app worked uh, and I didn't have to get a a refund through PayPal the last time. But hey, I'd give it a shot. I'd give it a shot. If you gave me explosion, yeah. hashtag we want explosion. Tag Scott Demore. Tag Do the Impact it. Plus app. Tag Impact Wrestling. If enough people are tagged, they're gonna tag Scott Demore. He has to do it. We're gonna have to do it. I mean, they have to listen to the fans, right? Yeah, I would have to think so. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, the, there may not be millions actually watching it, but there is a huge new list of affiliates. Up at nwatna.com. So who knows? Maybe we're going to get more eyes here eventually. You never know. Uh, and that's also by uh, by the way, Jeremy Borash says that I'm still on the rash report. Right. I don't think it was ever available in Syracuse. I I mean, I, I never I, once I, in my life saw it. Then we'll say it probably wasn't. Yeah. So uh, he plugged this coming week's show like crazy, which you know makes sense. Uh, he didn't. I don't think there's anything listed here. But a huge. Uh, the new DVDs are selling rapidly. We discussed those last week, I believe, or the week before. Uh, he also said that Tiger Mask was going to be appearing on the November 30th show. And uh, Alvarez says, "I assume he means Tiger Mask Four from New Japan," mm-hmm. which makes sense. Uh, Borash said that there would probably be a fan convention of some for, of some sort prior to the November pay per view, which is being called Bound for Glory. Uh, and then he also says, yes, those darts were real two weeks ago when Slash was making a pincushion out of the fellow back or the back of fellow New Church member Sin. And for the past several years, Sin has been part of a traveling freak show similar to the Jim Rose Sideshow Circus. So he was like a carny and maybe he hit 
darts thrown in his back at that. I mean, I kind of got vibes from that, like a dark carnival type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. It was gross. Because, yeah. like, that's got to... I mean, I'd be screaming like a little bitch if somebody did that to me. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about Bound for Glory, man. I'm going to start it off with an a interesting line that Jarrett gave us in a statement regarding the Hogan New Japan angle. And he says, quote, I just got off a plane from Tokyo... And man, I never felt more excited in my life. The feeling of my guitar breaking into a million pieces over Hulk Hogan's head was the greatest feeling I've experienced in a long time. <laughs> Which I think is an absolutely hilarious line. Oops. But let's not get too excited. Because TNA's proposed biggest show in history, the November 30th Bound for Glory show, was postponed on... October 21st, when Hulk Hogan pulled out of the show, citing a knee injury suffered in his match eight days earlier with Masahiro Chono. Are you kidding me? He's already backed out of it? Yep. Son of a... Wait a minute. On what day? The 21st? Yep. So the day before this fucking paper, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> What are they going to do? Are they ever going to... All right, here's the thing. Are they even going to mention it on this Well, I do have a little bit on that. So uh, we we have a lot to digest here, so I'm going to try to power through it. We're going to be jumping around a little bit because Alvarez has a couple points that I think are interesting, um, as well as um, there's a big... So here, maybe let me... um, I'm going to read this little chunk from the Alvarez section first. I, I need to know. Um, and then I'm going to read, then I'll go to the observer because it's a little more in depth. I think it's, I think it's a little bit better to read through, but so the news left them less than 24 hours to completely rewrite a show and take out all references and angles relating to Hogan and the big event. So, you know, it sucks to be Dutch Mantel right now. Uh, Alvarez says, well, I have little doubt the injury is legit. The timing is interesting. Hogan is known for being the master of a political game. We wrote weeks ago that his dealing with TNA and New Japan could have been nothing more than an attempt to get Vince McMahon to call him back up again. So, he, But then he goes on to say, playing devil's advocate, if Hogan was really excited for the TNA deal, as he's claiming, you'd think he would have signed something by now. Perhaps Vince never called, and Hogan realizes that a call is far more likely to come right before WrestleMania 20 in March. Perhaps he figured he could get knee surgery, and then once he's healed up in early 2004... He can start this whole thing over again, and with WrestleMania right around the corner, Vince will far more likely is far more likely to panic. Um, so that's like the very short version. Now let's dive a little bit deeper because I think there's a lot of interesting stuff with this, and some stuff that will affect the show we're about to watch as well. Besides the fact that you know they just had to rewrite the show uh, last night. Uh, according to those close to Hogan, he tweaked his knee in the Chono match and will be undergoing surgery on October 31st. Hogan had never signed a contract with TNA to do the pay-per-view. This puts the company in a position where it has to publicly explain the postponement of the show. At this point, Hogan is still scheduled to work on the January 4th Tokyo Dome show and has verbally agreed to do the match with Jarrett in February. Jimmy Hart was going through with his scheduled appearance on the October 22nd show where he was going to explain Hogan's injury and possibly the new date. So that is where on the show we're about to watch, we may, you know, we, we might be hearing about this if Jimmy Hart comes out. 
So we'll see how that goes. Um, that's kind of interesting because Jimmy Hart did come out, right? Phone interview. I thought he came out and attacked. Did he? I don't think he did. No? No, I think it was just a phone interview. I could be wrong. Hold on. I'm going on, I'm going on my favorite wrestling resource site, WrestlingRecaps.com. I could have sworn. Like, we were like, oh, my God, that's Jimmy Hart. Oh, if Dude, if so, I'm telling you right now. I definitely, I do remember a phone call. But why do I feel like I remember seeing him come out? Maybe you just really like Jimmy Hart and you can't get it out, him off your mind. That's entirely possible. No, it looks like he did just call in. Okay. Well, then disregard what I said. I don't know why I thought he came out. Maybe are we, you may be getting it mixed up because they showed the video footage of the attack, and I think he was in that video. Oh, maybe. I think that might be what you're thinking yeah. about. Because they did show that. Yeah, because he ran in and, like, protected Hogan. Yeah, and we were like, oh, shit, there's Jimmy Hurt. Right. I th- right. I'm thinking that he came out and, like, attacked Jarrett at the asylum, but I don't think that's, that probably didn't happen. No, I don't think that happened. Um, I'm just still thinking. Yeah, you're just excited about Jimmy Hart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Hulk Hogan remained in the center of the news over the past week in TNA's plan for a first pay-per-view in New Japan's hopes that someone will, someone his magic will return and give them their business some direction. So the November 30th TNA pay-per-view had not been had not finalized the location, but the front runner before cancellation appeared to be the Mid South Coliseum, uh, Memphis where Jerry Jarrett promoted Wrestling Weekly for two decades. The upside of Memphis is that Jimmy Hart, Hogan's manager, controls the local weekly TV slot on the UPN affiliate and does numbers in the 4.0 range. It still does those numbers. Uh, Las Vegas fell out of the running on October 15th when officials from the Orleans, where Dixie Carter had been negotiating, said they felt there wasn't enough time to correctly promote the event, but asked to be called first if they were to do a second show with Hogan. Hogan was strong on the event not taking place at the fairgrounds in Nashville and pushed for the Sundome in Tampa, which is his hometown, the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, since that's where the 2000 Bash at the Beach with Hogan-Jarrett angle took place, or in Orlando because Bubba the Love Sponge is a big morning radio in those markets. So we had, we had some potential places. So that would have been a lot fun, more, like more fun news if, you know, this was still happening, but... Yeah, I mean, I think you got to do it in Tennessee. I would have done it in, in Memphis. I think that it makes the most sense as far as their business. But what do I know? Yeah, I mean, and just like the history, too, of like the Jarrett's and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a fun idea to do it in the same building that the Bash of the Beast Angel t- Angle took in or happened mm-hmm. at. I think that's like a fun idea. If that's actually what they're going to do as far as like a story. But I think the Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis, um, Yeah, I think that's, like, a really cool. And, like, I don't know for sure it, if Hogan has wrestled there or not, but if not, I think that's really cool. If he has, then he's coming back to it, too, so I think that's cool, too. So either, either way, I think that's a, that's a really cool idea. I just think that TNA would have a tough time drawing somewhere outside of where they've been. I, I think mean, so, too. Because you look at when they become stationary at uh, the impact zone 
for over two years. I mean, yeah, they would, you know, travel on their big pay-per-views and draw, let's say, 6,000 fans, but maybe half of those would be paid, maybe, if they were lucky. So I think it would be very difficult to draw a a paying crowd Yeah, I agree. in Orlando. Yep. Um, so I got some more. So this is just – there's a lot going on here with this Hogan situation, which is still kind of crazy to me. But uh, psychologically, this is a huge blow for TNA. It was a rush job to get the show ready for pay-per-view and get the date cleared, and then to have to go back and cancel it hurts the company's credibility with the cable industry. I think that's super important mm-hmm. to know. So we'll see how that affects them going forward. But um, on October 14th, at a private New Japan wrestlers meeting, Hogan was introduced to everyone as the booking advisor. I'm bringing this up because this uh, ties into all of this in wrestling in New Japan with the connection with TNA, blah, blah, blah. Um, so he was introduced as the booking advisor. The actual booking was always going to be Chono's baby and ultimately Anoki's misguided direction. But Hogan did want to have a hand in creative, even though Hogan probably has a good idea of what worked 20 years ago in Japan. It's virtually impossible for someone not living in Japan to truly understand Japan, let alone someone not living there or hasn't followed the scene closely and who can't speak Japanese. Right. Which we've discussed. Uh, Chono was said to have been agreeable to just about everything Hogan and Hart wanted on his on this tour. Most of the reporters and the ma- majority of New Japan fans didn't even know who, who Jeff Jarrett was doing the angle. TNA officials are under the impression that Hogan will still push for an angle where where he will lead a Team Hogan in New Japan rings, and it will consist of TNA wrestlers. Even if New Japan is to send talent to TNA, they have no talent that would mean anything to U.S. fans right now. Well, that's kind of interesting. Uh, so Hogan would have TNA wrestlers with him? As, like, Team Hogan and bring them to New Japan. They must, they, must, they must really think that TNA was ready to work with um, TNA because he never signed nothing, but they're like, yeah, we still think he, he'll bring him. He'll do something with us. Who do you think he would have with him? Well, it depends. Um, I would say that Jarrett and stuff will have to have a, a say in who can go as far as representing the company. I don't think Hogan oh, watches the product enough, so. I'd say it, it's an easy – well, it depends on what you're doing with the angle, but I feel like Jarrett is an easy in. Uh, I feel like Jarrett would easily pick AJ Styles. Well, wait a minute. You think that Hogan would align himself with Jarrett at the same well, guy? No, I, that's, what I, that's what I said. It depends on what the angle they do is. But I feel like if we just like pretend that didn't happen or something or they make amends for this Team Hogan thing, then I could see Jarrett easily going. I feel like uh, AJ Styles would have to go. Right. Um, it's tough. I I could see him sending Abyss. That's an interesting choice. What about Raven? I want to say Raven, but like my gut says they they wouldn't they wouldn't send him. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm America's Most Wanted. AMW for sure. So let's say that's a so I don't know how many people I just named. So I'd say America's Most Wanted. Let's say it's a five man team, right? America's Most Wanted. That's two. Styles, 
I think I I think I'd be shocked if Jarrett wasn't on a team, essentially a TNA team. I'd be shocked. Yeah. But we could pretend he's not, and then I could see Raven. I could see Abyss. Um, just because Abyss is like so, he's, he's scary, he's huge. I just feel like he fits the bill of what what they'd want. But right. um, I think I think there's some. It's very interesting to think about who could be there. What if they Eric, got? Uh, what if? What about Sting? I mean, that'd be insane. Like Hogan, Sting, Jarrett. AJ, and then Storm and Harris is your six. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty good. I mean, because Sting does have a history with Japan, obviously. No, that's true. I think that's a really good idea. <sighs> if, only, if only I knew Jeff Jarrett in 2003 when I would have been 14. You know, it would have worked out really well. I still think, you know what, I still would have done the Bound for Glory pay-per-view. Sure, you don't have Hogan, but Fill out your whole show with some crazy matches, like they were gonna do a Ultimate X again or whatever, and just just to fill the date, keep it at the fairgrounds. You can do three a three hour pay per view and just continue on. Yeah, well, since you since you just mentioned that, well, and another thing, they don't they have Sting for like three other dates. Yeah, so. I, w- I was going to hold on to this note, but since we're, since it's being brought up now, I might, we might as well touch chat. Uh, Sting Sting appearing on the November 30th, 30th show had already weakened as he didn't seem interested. He did sign a four-match deal, but hasn't been returning calls when the company has asked him at other times to come in for more oh. dates. That's funny. Um, but the other tentative... Jarrett had a tentative plan of Christopher Daniels and Skipper versus America's Most Wanted as a rematch of one of their best bouts in company history. As well as t- Tiger Mask versus Juventud Guerrero, if Guerrero's visa problems were cleared up by them. So they they had some, I mean, they had some pretty big stuff planned for the show. Yeah. Yeah, so they really it's did. Kind of, it's kind of a shame. Um, but heading back to Hogan here, because uh, this uh, this affects us um, directly as well. Um, as the story goes, due to Hogan's uh, instance. Vince Russo was to be gone from TNA for the present with an angle shot to eliminate his character on October 15th. So he's supposed to be gone as long as Hogan was involved. And the Hogan deal had only been agreed as a one-shot. Dutch Mantel will uh, will take over as lead writer with this week's show and with Jarrett as the main editor. And Scott Demore also having an impact in an agent capacity. So the angle ended up almost disastrous. Russo actually speared Jarrett out of the ring and then speared him over the guardrail. Right. Jarrett <laughs> took over, eventually whipping Russo with his belt, trying to time to offense when hitting him in the back with a pulled chair shot after pulled chair shot. Russo had resu- refused to blade for the angle and was taken out in an ambulance. So that we discussed last week, is this him writing off because of this? And it very much was. Yeah, um... So he refused to do a blade job. Yeah. Okay. So right there, if I'm a talent, if Vince Russo would ever come up to me and be like, hey, we need to hang you from the rafters and you need to do a blade job, I look at him and I think, would you do it? Right. And if he said, yeah, I'd be like, you're a fucking liar. Because you didn't want to blade for Jared. You see, that's the thing. That's the difference between a guy like Russo and a guy like Vince McMahon. 
Vince McMahon has proved on numerous occasions, I'll fucking do it. I'll even show you how I want you to do it. So then you feel comfortable doing it. So Vince Russo isn't comfortable blading, whether he's not comfortable himself blading or having someone else blade it for him. You can't then turn around and be like, hey, Slash, you want to slash your forehead for me uh, 15 times to get some good color in this uh, chain match tonight? Thanks, pal. It's really crucial for the story. I'm thinking that if Jeff Jarrett were to have kept or had uh, Russo get bloodied, mm-hmm. it leaves you the door for if Russo were to come back. There is a level of sympathy that you could potentially get because sure you you know you may hate someone you may hate a character or whatever but if you were to just mercifully beat the shit out of Vince Russo at some point you're going to be like damn does this guy really deserve does he yeah. really deserve yeah. this you know so that's something you got to think about i mean really he got beat up with a chair a couple times and like the belt and then he did a stretcher job if Hogan's already out, I would imagine by the end of the year, Russo will be back on television. I think. I don't even know if it'll be that long. I think with the Hogan thing being dropped, he's probably going to be back sooner rather than later if I had to take a guess. But I think due to that attack, we definitely have to keep him off a little bit. Oh, yeah. I'm saying at least at least like three or four weeks he's got to be out. At least. At least. I agree with that. Um. Well... Um, let me try to power through. There's only a couple more uh, notes here on this Hogan stuff, and then we can get into the show. Okay. Um, Hogan had agreed to do one television appearance at the fairgrounds, probably on October 29th. While in Japan, Hogan taped hours worth of marketing-specific interviews for customized television commercials for his match with Jarrett. It would make sense to claim that Jarrett injured Hogan in his attack as a way to explain the show being canceled. But publicly, TNA officials had never announced Hogan for the show to begin with. Uh, While in Japan, Hogan was claiming that when and if he gets involved in TNA, he would want to get all the way involved. Whatever that means. Uh, And also, from a TNA standpoint, as noted before, they are not going to get strong television that they need without Hogan. But there are no signs that they are any closer right now when, when they potentially had him. Yeah, what does that mean, all the way involved? I don't think they really elaborate here, because then it kind of goes into um, a different promotion thing that he was working on um, doing, but we didn't really discuss that because it doesn't really affect TNA. Um, So I don't know if that just means appearing on the weekly shows to kind of pipe it up. Does he want to, like, own it? Well, I'm sure he does. Uh, But... (laughs) Uh, I feel sure like it's. Sounds. I feel like it's got to be. I mean, if he's sitting down doing customized television commercials to really try to push this match with Jarrett, I mean, at least he's trying to put in some extra effort to to get people to want to come and see his match. Right. And it' crazy that this stuff is filmed, right? I I'd love to see this, to be honest with you, and be like, what 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 was the hype for the Jarrett match that they're doing in these market specific interviews? To talk hours of hours of footage that no one's ever seen. Well, I'm just confused how there's hours. I don't. I mean, Hulk Hogan usually would cut like a 90 second promo. How many 90 second promos can a guy cut on Jeff Jarrett? Well, it uh, depends on how many markets <laughs> there are. Oh, you think he just repeated the same one and just inserted a different like town? 
Yeah, kind of. I mean, that's stuff that, I mean, that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. But I think it's interesting, and it's a shame that uh, that fell apart just as quick as it was coming up. Yeah, I mean, what a whirlwind of emotions. Like, we got Hogan. We're on TV, it's happening, and then six days later, it's like, shit, he didn't do it. That's why you got to... That's why important, it's important to have a signature on a contract that allows you know this stuff to happen. But they got risky. They, they didn't play it safe, and then you got burned. I'm sure they have learned their lesson very well. Yeah, you would hope. You'd hope so. You'd hope so. Although Sting's not answering his phone either, but, and he has signed a contract. He so does have a contract. Right. Yeah, yeah. so does that tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk about Explosion real quick, and then we can get into the show, man, and we can watch it. We can talk independent news during the show. I got some other fun notes. Nothing as exciting as this Hogan stuff. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. So, Explosion number 53, according to Cage Match. It was taped on the same day as this show, October 22nd, 2003, and it aired on October 25th, 2003, and it featured the following three matches. David Young defeated Jimmy Rave. Abyss defeated C.B. Kane. And Shane Douglas defeated Brian Gamble. And then I also have one other match that was not listed as a dark match, and that is CM Punk and Julio De Niro defeating Nate Matson and Briar Wellington. Well, I don't know a good portion of those people. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know. I, Cage match has the order of the matches a little differently. The Shane Douglas match actually took place before the David Young and Jimmy Grave match, according to the Observer. Cage match has it listed separately. I don't know if it really matters. But, no, it doesn't. But there you go. I'm just telling you. I'm giving you the rundown in case you care what match happened first. Yeah, a stickler for information. Hey, that's what we do on here. Right. We got to be as accurate as we can. Uh, all right, I will do indie notes, of course, during the show. So uh, if you want to watch the uh, October 22nd, 2003 TNA weekly pay-per-view, well, head over to the Impact Plus app or uh, just kind of find it wherever you can. I don't think it's on YouTube or anything, but it could be. I don't think it's on the uh, Impact Insider uh, YouTube page, but maybe you're listening to this five years into the future, and it is. I don't know. But regardless, I'm going to count down from five. And when I say play, hit that good old-fashioned play button and watch along with us or just listen to us for the next hour and 50-some-odd minutes. So here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, play. Oh, geez. Road Warrior Hawk passed away in 1958 to 2003. Mike Hegstrand is his name, his real name. Well, that's a sad way to open the show. Yeah, for a uh, big show feel, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, for real. What the heck? Uh, well, and actually, yeah, the the Road Warriors made that that quick appearance as well. So, yeah, it was like what two weeks, one or two. Yeah, weeks. which is pretty cool. But it, yeah, I mean, te- technically, it was a they did uh, make a debut. Uh, so we're getting a highlight package. About first, it was Raven in the new church because he was dragging Mitchell. He's foaming at the mouth. 
now we're seeing Styles talking with Vince Russo in the back. Russo saying, stay out of my business. We know where this is leading. And there is Hogan. And then there's the guitar shot heard around the world. An iconic TNA moment. There's Jeremy Jer- or Jer- Jimmy Hart. Wow. Choke on that, slap nuts. I'm actually surprised they kept it. Well, I guess if they're going to talk about an injury, I guess. That is that they're out. I, I have a feeling that's what's going to happen on the show. I don't see why else they'd be showing this again. It's got to be the out. So, yeah. Or is he going to call him a coward and you back down? Um, I could easily see that being a thing. And yeah, Jarrett mentioned in that interview last week, he heard that Hogan was negotiating with TNA, so he had to go stop it because he's got a shot next week, which is the show we're watching now, for the title. He didn't want Hogan to overshadow him and get involved. See, now that's what I thought. That Okay, this is the scene where I thought it was Jimmy Hart. It was Russo. Right, okay. Oh, uh, okay. I can see why you would that's have forgotten. That's why, why yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, the way Russo's dressed is, like, kind of funny here. Yeah, because I remember watching the show. I might even said it because, like, the – his outfit at initially you would think maybe it was Jimmy Hart's like spray painted like coat. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I'm glad I'm not going nuts. No, you're not. You're not completely nuts. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I don't think I have any phone news that we can talk about during this uh, opening package. There's the uh, ambulance job there. Really beat the shit out. Vampiro. Ruining the life of the gathering. CM Punk getting busted open. Well, I'm hoping that since they're doing so much video package here, and now they're actually doing kind of what they did. I think it was on the show with Raven and Jarrett, wasn't it? Where they essentially recapped the whole feud before the big match. It's kind of what's happening right now is we're recapping a lot of these feuds almost completely because... Some people might have, this might be their first show they're watching. Yeah, and especially when you, you know, the whole Hogan thing, maybe more people are going to tune into it. They don't know what's going on. They don't know, they don't have context or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Jimmy Hart was on the phone. Jared's definitely healed now. I mean, even his demeanor is different yep yeah like this is definitely chosen one jeff jarrett vibes absolutely there's security trying to break up styles and jarrett last week separate these two this is out of control we gotta go guys of the truck are you keep recording we'll show you next week tonight Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles, Styles versus Jarrett for the NWA World Championship. That's right. I don't know how I feel about that graphic. They keep doing weird graphics like that, so there it is, I guess. Definition of, like, 2000s uh, graphics there. Oh, there you go. Watch your back, baby. Look at that shirt. Wow, look how excited everyone is. That entire section of people looked like they were all 78-year-old men. <laughs> no. What in the world? 
heel who needs blue maybe. chew? Those guys, those old guys are probably just there for the cage girls to try to get riled up a little bit. Well, we're going right into some action here. We're four minutes, 57 seconds in. Six-man tag team match. Ooh. Trinity leading, it looks That's like, Legend, thing. ECMO, and Sonny Siaki. Oh, holy Whoa, shit. What the fuck, Trinity man? This girl cannot find people who love her. Why did you shove her like that? Jeez. God. <laughs> any, any relationship that Trinity goes into, she's instantly abused. It really does seem like that, huh? First of all, it was Kid Cash, right? And now Siaki. It's never ending for her. Russo was a kind of a dick to her. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Uh oh, looks uh, like we're. Great. Looks like they're facing three life crew, baby. K Dog, the magic stick. You like three life crew more than I do, right? Uh, I think so. I I mean, I don't know if I. I don't know if I like them as far as like how uh, ridiculous they are in this early TNA because it definitely is more of like a comedy thing than anything. It's absolutely comedy. I mean, we've toned that down though. We haven't done a lot of those like vignettes and stuff like that. But why is Ron Killings wearing a rain jacket? It's literally like a clear jacket. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, they cut their music wicked early. Yeah, what is up with that? Maybe it was raining outside. Could have been. Let's see how much. I mean, the fans love them. I like Ron Killings. I like Conan. Don't really like BG James that much. But are they getting booed or are they going? Hoo, hoo, hoo? No, they're they're barking. Okay. I thought I was hoping. Yeah, where are my dogs at? Roof, 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 roof. I mean, you can't deny how much the fans love them. Yeah, well, I mean, partially, I I think it's just, like, the nostalgia. You know, it's yeah. like when BG does his, like, the New Age Outlaws thing. It's like, you're familiar with it. Yeah. I don't um, know how hey, over it is. Before, before we get uh, too much further into the show, how many people do you think are in attendance tonight? With all this Hogan hype, where do you think we're at? Uh, I'm going to say 950. Nope. More? Oh, yeah. Uh, 1100. Well, a little more than that. We are at 1250. So we wow. went up a little bit, even more than last week. Wow. So. Yeah. I would not have uh, guessed that one. Not 1250. Oh. You can press the SAP button on your remote control for Spanish commentary. And hey, I got some I got some Spanish news we can talk about about some Mexico. So we can talk about that during this match. Uh, this one's actually about Vampiro, but I actually don't know if he appears on the show. So I'm just gonna tell you now. Uh, it was it was almost a done deal that Vampiro will be jumping to AAA in Mexico. Uh, Vampiro was trying to get Conan in, but Pena has also remarked in the last few weeks. That the day he uses Conan is the day he gets out of the wrestling business. Wow. <laughs> um, and then also, Vampiro also met uh, Paco Alonso, which we've discussed as well. Uh, and he got word that TNA is working with New Japan and that TNA is also working with Pena. So, and he freaked out because of his long-term relationship with New Japan. So now Alonso wants to go to Nashville to see if he can get ahead off the Pena deal. So he's trying to... There should be a fight to work. Who, which Mexican promotion can work with TNA? And to bounce off that a little bit, as Conan does a face buster to Legend, 
Yeah, he completely missed on that kick, though. <laughs> to the mid, he didn't make any goddamn man. ECMO breaking up the pin. Kind of uh, um, the working agreement between TNA and AAA is very close to being final. Paco Alonso of EMLL didn't seem to make any kind of serious effort to head in, and even though he controls most of the wrestlers in Mexico, Antonio Pena was more persistent, and Killings does that big leg drop off the top rope to the middle of uh, Legend's legs, his groin, if you will. Um, Pena and Armando Quintero, who does the translations for him in their conversations, as Pena does not know English very well, are talking on a daily basis. Pena invited people to come to Monterey for the Hector Garza versus Latin lover hair versus hair match, which will be huge. Word we get is that instead, Jerry Jarrett and Quintero are expected to go to Mexico on November 28th for the Mexico City Big Show headlined by La Parca Jr. versus Cybernetico in the mask versus mask match. So there's lots of drama and fighting about who is going to work with who in Mexico. Yeah. ECMO uh, controlling Ron Killings here. And poor Conan. Can't catch a break in Mexico. People have to leave the wrestling Ooh. business before Conan is going to work with them. Well, when you, cause, when you cause issues and then you try to fucking come back, what do you expect to have happen? What do you expect? If the crowd stays this hot for the whole show, this is about to be pretty good. I think they're going to. I mean... It's a fairly big, it's a bigger uh, card than usual, really. I mean, like the whole format of the one big card a month, like this is definitely that mat, that show. Yeah, Legend laying in some kicks to Killings in the corner. He runs at him, and of course he gets the boots up. Couple right hands. I kind of wish they would do more with Ron. I see. So do I. That's I think the only my only like thing I don't like about Three Life Crew is that Killings is an easy main eventer in uh, TNA. I think he's proved that. I think yeah. he had a, a decent run. Uh, and, like, so to essentially do nothing with him kind of sucks. Yeah, he's being held back with by BG and Conan, whose careers obviously peaked, you know, four years ago. And now they're just kind of milking it. Well, listen, I love Conan, so. Oh, ECMO. Gets, hits the post after Killings moving out of the way in the corner. Siaki tags himself in, though. Killings tags in BG James, who wears this awful, awful ring attire. Yeah, what is that? It's like a very large T-shirt and silver shorts with black knee pads and then teal with cross kick pads. He looks like he's about to play a softball game at the YMCA Rec League. Oh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. But BG laying down legend and Sonny Siaki Ekmo coming in. Conan also in the ring. Throws Legend, that rolling clothesline. <laughs> rolling Thunder Ro Lariat. Rolling Thunder Lariat. Stole that oh. from Rob Van Dam, probably. Oh. oh. Killings launches himself off BG, but ECMO catches him. And, oh, shit. Oh, Hurricane Rana to the floor, sending both of them to the floor. Sonny Siaki knocks BG from the back. Oh, nice. Nice suplex. Trinity, who has more clothes on than usual. She's wearing her old uh, red oh. latex attire. Excellently dropkick Siaki. Great. 
We're gonna see the pump right. handle slam. That just means Siaki's gonna fucking slap her now. And that's really? a three. Wow. That was a fun opener. I mean, it was quick. It... Yeah, but I don't like fucking Siaki jobbing. Well, me either, but, you know, we can't win them all. And BG getting the pin? Like, just let Ron. Ron, if anybody's going to get a, over of this trio, it needs to be Ron. I agree. We're over at the announce table now. Of course, we're probably going to get the hype for the show. Yeah, I can't wait. By the So, remember when we were like, Hulk Hogan's coming? No, he's not. Oh. We are going to hear how the answer, how the AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett, How will it be impacted by Vince Russo's absence? Yes. He brutalized Vince Russo last week. He also called this a night of champions because all the titles are on the line tonight. Yeah, well, sorry to break it to you, but the titles are almost on the line every week. Yeah, well, tonight's bigger. I don't know about that. Oh. We're going to address several rumors. Wait a second. Mike Tanay has a special guest tonight. Rumors involve Hulk Hogan. Bound for glory. And the confrontation between Jarrett and Hogan. So, wow. I wonder if it's Jimmy Hart. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, God. I wish it'd be somebody that is like not connected to Hogan at all. Swinger and Diamond versus Roadkill and Doring tonight. Raven takes on Slash. America's Most Wanted versus the Mystery Team. I forgot that was announced. Oh, I forgot about that. And they said Kid Cash is matched as well, I think. I heard his name at least. But I missed it, so. Scott Hudson in the back knocking on a door, which is like, every, this is everyone's locker room, usually Jarrett's. Yep, there he is. There he is. Shockwaves throughout the wrestling world. Scott Hudson. He's a... Oh, he's never seen Jarrett be like that before. The vicious attack by Vince Russo. Scott Hudson, for four months, Vince Russo stood in the way. That's why he just decided to beat the shit out of him last week. After four months, he couldn't take it anymore. Sick and tired of this. Oh, Dusty, baby. Dusty says, let me tell you about the excitement tonight. I have a small note on Dusty, but we'll uh, get through this interview first. You went to Tokyo, Japan. You planted a big boot. In the world of pressure, am I taking care of Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Vinnie Russo. Everybody's going to be watching tonight. Because Jarrett knows what it's like to strap the gold around his waist, too. But Wow, Dusty just said he's going to watch Jarrett's back tonight. Why? But, but Jarrett says, you opened my eyes four weeks ago. Let me watch in your back. Let me watch in anyone who comes down to ringside. Why is he going to watch his back? Jared promises he's walking in the challenger and out the champion. 
might be a touchy subject to you. Oh. When you called me a self-serving son of a bitch. Justice says, let me tell you something. It takes one self-serving son of a bitch to no one. Oh, shit. Man. Okay, well, here's a highlight package about Kid Cash. So this is a great time to tell you about that Dusty was on Russell's own radio last week and claimed that TNA would have some sort of TV deal within the next six months. Uh, he also said two years ago, WWE contacted him about coming in to take a writing position. That fell through, and he wound up in TNA, which he fell in love with. A writing gig? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, this is, we're seeing Kid Cash hit Abyss with the chair, which, of course, Abyss went down to a knee. Smash mouth. I don't know how, uh, I'm trying to think, like, Dusty's booking style would work in this era. Well, I think it can never be bad to have, I guess, another opinion in there, but, um. Yeah, but, like, and, like, I'm I'm just saying it now, I, I, I'm not overly familiar with it, but I don't really know how much Dusty evolved. I think that's fair. Kind of like Cornette, you know? Yeah. It has never evolved. Here's Kid Cash coming out, baby. Where's Lollipop, bro? I don't know, but I'm pissed about it. The notorious KID. Maybe she got another boob job. Just like Belladonna did, and then she never fucking came back. That poor girl. Serving pizzas, never came back, and then... Oh. Speaking of boob jobs, she definitely has a boob job. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait that's a lollipop That's right a lollipop, you son of a bitch. What are you talking about? Here we go. Sanjay Dutt. How fucking dare you. Telling me, oh, where's lollipop? And then she's right there. Well, they didn't show her. They keep showing the other girl. And usually, lollipop is the number one. She is the number one. It's not usually. I like April more, but whatever. Uh, you know what? You need you need to stop that. I know. I'm sorry. Um, so Kid Cash, they made a mention to it. He's kind of put his his X Division stuff behind him for a few months as he's been teaming with Abyss. But here he is in an X Division match with Sanjay Dutt. I like how Cash is saying, Sanjay, you're you're small, but Sanjay's taller than him. I was just gonna say that. So it's like, what are we talking about? Mike Posey, our special or yeah, our special referee. <laughs> A referee match. I mean, Mike Posey's a special ref. Come on. Guess. This could be a good match. Hell yeah, it could. Kid Cash with a hammerlock slaps Sanjay in the back, grabs his pants. Uh, Nice. Arm drag. Punch. Off the ropes. Reversal. Kick. This is Rosalie. Oh, God. What do you hate? What do you hate more? Do you hate the this is awesome chant or this is wrestling chant more? Oh my god, that's a tough one. Because I'll be honest, I would say that this is awesome chant. When something is actually awesome, I don't hate it. But the this yeah. is wrestling chant, I think I hate because no shit. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah this is awesome. Is like if I do think something was great, I'm going. I will chant along with that. But I'm not gonna chant this is wrestling because obviously it's wrestling. Uh, and at watching. the 
last week we discussed the our, our fun three days worth of wrestling shows that we attended together, and there was um, a guy at the AEW Dynamite who had a sign that says, This is Awesome Sucks, who it was a ginormous sign that was on TV quite a bit as well, so I'm sure people saw it if they watched. But he actually sat behind us in Syracuse for the 2CW show, which you can watch at 2CWlive.com for free. And, well, I heard him complaining, and he was spitting all over my girlfriend as he was complaining about this is awesome sucking. And uh, he was just like, yo, I fucking hate this. I get so fucking mad when they chant this. I mean, he was getting really heated. If I had known that, I would have turned around and chanted in his face. I'm not going to get mad about it. I just oh, no, dude. Like he it. was legitimately getting pissed off. Cash was just on the floor. Comes in with a springboard. Uh, supposed was to be a picket. drunk? No, I don't think so. I think that's part of the problem. And he was actually getting angry. Oh, wow. And spitting everywhere when he's yelling. Of course he was. And so was the guy uh, behind us in the at the Binghamton show who was also spitting on us when he was trying to get chants started that just, you know, weren't starting. Look at this. Oh, fuck. Oh. Romero special. Now, you said that they... Oh. they oh, face first in that. Uh, you said they found Sanjay at an MLW show, right? Yeah, that's where they got impressed uh, by some of the stuff he was doing. Yeah, I think that's in reference to the MLW War Game show in September. Because mm. he did an incredible, like, triple jump dive to the floor, and I... Like lost my mind when I first yeah. saw it. Wow. Yeah. Cash is on the top rope. And going for a splash, but the Sanjay moved a little early, so Cash said, fuck it, I'm doing it anyway. I'm gonna do it anyway. Let's see, Sanjay dot going. Nope, reversing that Irish whip. Springboard back elbow oh. off the second rope. That was a nice springboard like missile back elbow there. I like that a lot, yeah. Cash into the corner. Whoa, whoa. It was like a spinning flatliner, kind of. Ooh, two kind. That was cool. I think, I'm hoping, uh, you know, last week Sanjay was impressive. Here, he's already pretty impressive. The match is still going. I kind of hope he's going to be sticking around for, you know, a more consistent basis. Um, yeah, I think he's one of the better introductions that they've brought in. That's what I'm kind of thinking, yeah. Cash climbing to the top of Sanjay, kicking his leg out. I mean, he's a great fit for what the X Division should be. Unique exactly. moves. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been overexposed, so it's not like you've seen it a whole bunch. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh shit. Oh, God. What is he doing? <gasps> oh! <laughs> Bro, are Holy you serious? Shit. I don't even know what you call that. Fucking devastating. Oh, Google can't believe it either. Or my watch. It just said, yeah, I'm serious. It's a mod. Tanae's saying that's a modified brain buster, but like, holy shit. That's an understatement. Modified brain buster. Are you kidding me? Right. Off the middle rope? Like, Jesus. Now he's rubbing Sanjay's face into the mat. That's how you get staph infection. Probably. Oh, shit. Oh, great. Abyss must have been watching TV in his boiler room because he's coming out. Oh, 
Yep, there we go. He's pissed. He already won your match, though. Okay, yeah, get out of there, Cash. He already won his match. He's saving Sanjay, dude. Mm. Sanjay's like, yeah, dude, clap for him. He's good. He hugs him. Why is he hugging Abyss, dude? What? I don't think Abyss works like this. Mm. Uh, I yeah, don't either. Because here he goes. Oh, great. Black holes. Yeah, there you go. And then Cash is probably like, what the hell is that? Are we are we friends now? Well, no, he's going after him again. What is this? Siaki, Ekmo, Legend, and Trinity are yelling at something. It's a door. We're trying to get in. Is it a door or a curtain? No, there's a door there. Let's see. AJ Styles is not even letting oh. him in the locker room. Okay. Scott Hudson's like, what's going on? Sonny Saki's like, dude, it's not a time right now. <laughs> dude, it's not a good time right now. Scott Hudson's like, I'm not getting anywhere fast with these guys, so back to you. NWA Tag Team Championship matches up next. Taglines, Dorian Roadkill, non-title win last week. Workers was wanted, cost, diamond, and swinger. That's right. You know it. ECW oh, so, probably renewed in NWA. Speaking of my indie notes, I already fucking forgot. Uh, Sanjay. Oh. Sanjay. He teamed up with Slickwagon Brown, losing to Grim Reefer and Slugger in a scramble that also involved Danny Doring and Josh Daniels and the Ring Crew Express on October 16th for Ring of Honor. And I guess it kind of ties in with Danny Doring, so it kind of bends. No, that works. Yeah. I probably should just leave my, my phone somewhere. I don't remember. Can I do it here? <sighs> yeah. Okay, we'll do it that way. Dan Doring and Roadkill, the guys that should have been the ECW Tag Champions far sooner than they were. This is the NYC. Simon Diamond, Johnny Swinger. Do, do, do. Uh, do, you, do you have anything on these guys before I say something? Uh, I, no. I don't want to cut you off. So No, there's nothing for Swinger or Diamond. I like that Gilberti's doing the cornet with the fucking uh, racket. Oh, he is. That's probably it. It's got to be. And David Young is also with them. Um, I just wanted to uh, point out that over on our Twitter page at Cross the Line TNA, Simon Diamond uh, pretty much responds to every single tweet I tag him in these days. Um, and, and including that he says they attacked David Young because he disagreed with him that Eddie Van Halen is the GOAT guitarist. Um, <laughs> because he tried to give him that Hen Hendrix bullshit, he said. Uh, and then another note, um, back on NWA TNA pay-per-view number 65, uh, there was a post of, of them about to be facing three life crew in that elimination match. And... Diamond says, I think this was the day that Swinger and I were trying to hold off on signing with TNA while we waited on WWE. This was during our three-hour drive from Atlanta. 
We signed that day at the asylum, I think. And then he also uh, added on to that, that he could talk for hours about behind the scenes at TNA because he was there for 15 years. And I said, well, we would love to hear that. Uh, Yeah, no kidding. Because it seems like he has a lot of really fun stories. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested about the fact that they were holding out for WWE deals. Yeah, that's super interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that's suggesting that WWE was interested, but they couldn't. Like, I don't understand. Like, I mean, I know Don Marie was there, his wife at the time, or uh, girlfriend. Mm. So I don't know. Do you see Swear and Diamond being, or how, how should I board this, uh, losing the titles tonight? Because, like, um, I don't. I don't. No. The only team that I can see beating Diamond and Swinger for these tag team titles is America's Most Wanted. I would... I'm going to agree with that. Yeah, I don't I don't see Doring and Roadkill winning this match at all. Uh, I want to say... Leg drop. Oh, nice leg drop. I mean, it's a typical, like, you win a non-title match, and you get a title match, and then you lose. Well, yeah, and I, that's fine and all. I just don't think, look, at America's Most Wanted watching backstage. Wait, they're watching a screen like normal people? That's weird. They're not watching well, it sideways? Right, but I also don't think I'm ever standing up behind a chair leaning over it like that, but whatever. I've certainly done that before, but. That's I mean, how not, you watch television. Well, that's not television, but, like, if I'm, like, hanging out and, like, someone's watching something, like, you're looking over their shoulder, I, I get that. That's not as weird as standing sideways watching a screen backstage. <laughs> no, it's not, but, I mean, he's standing over the chair. He's not standing over James Storm watching it. He's not even sitting down. Maybe he's antsy and he, he was getting nervous about the match. And I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of Chris Harris, and this is not a joke, uh, he, I don't know if you saw, but recently he was arrested for a DOI. So I hope everything's okay with Chris Harris. Yeah, I did see that actually. Yeah. He's uh, responded to us quite a few times on uh, Twitter as well. So. Yeah. So I hope all is well with him. And, uh, yeah. I'm sure I'm clotheslined by the swing thing, Johnny Swinger. Who still is heavily bandaged, by the way, in his midsection. Let's not forget. He, 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 oh, yeah, he had his appendix taken out just a few weeks ago. And is this continually wrestling? I don't understand. More power to him. I mean, if he, he's going to do it safe, he's, he's, uh, he's a machine. He's not a normal I'm going, man. I'm going to assume that TNA don't have like doctors there. I think that's very, very uh, accurate. Probably, I don't know. If I'm swinging, you, and I walk up. Normally, like, you should. Well, it depends At if you need to. Shows? In New in New York State, I think you have to. I you think have to for New York State because of the commission. I don't know what Tennessee's athletic commission is like. Because it seems like New York State, from what I've heard and know about is one of the strictest states it for is. professional wrestling. Yeah. Which, which I, I was talking to uh, someone about the return of XPW, which is okay. happening in Rochester, and the fact that how much is actually going to happen at that show because New York State doesn't like the, the extreme violence and stuff like that. Um, but Schlack is going to be there. 
Well, here's the thing. I mean, XPW has always been, uh, we do our own thing, like, fuck the rules. So if they're like, hey, don't use barbed wire, they're going to be like, we'll use barbed wire. Risky. I really doubt that they're going to be like a modernized version of itself. I, I would imagine it's going to be deathmatch. I saw Brian Cage was booked for it, which is weird. Uh, Brian Cage, Matt Cross. Um, there's Matt a couple Cross. Others. I mean, Matt Cross was in the original XPW, so I could see that. Oh, he was? Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about the OG besides that there was a lot of deathmatches. Yeah, he teamed up with uh, Josh Prohibition a few times. Oh, okay. Dorian to the corner, puts a boot up to Swinger, comes back, big clothesline. If you're watching along, we're at 33, 30, 31, 32. Uh, actually, also, I, you know what else I found out is um, our buddy Screech, he's a big fan of Icopod, uh, me and Bob's other podcast that we do with our friend Austin Skinner. But Screech also listens to the TNA Cross Line podcast. That's interesting because he before said he had no interest in it. Yeah, he has been listening to it. Said that uh, he's he's enjoying that it's a bit different, and thinks the only difference is that Austin isn't here. Yeah, well, oh, springboard double clothesline to Swinger and Diamond double pin one, two. To be fair, I don't know why he just why did the referee just count with both arms? Well, because there's double pin. He's excited. Yeah, but they're not. There's only one legal pin. It's our special referee, Rudy Charles. Special referee. Special ref. Um, also, to add on to that, oh wait, David Dern just threw the title belt and it's at Johnny Swinger. Uh, Screech was also drunk when he told me this, so. Oh, well, there you go. Well, you know what? Your true feelings come out when you're drunk. Oh, there we go. Are they really one, two? Nope. Oh, he kicked out. Okay. I thought he was going to beat him off that. So did I. But then that would mean that David Young did something right, and they tend not to allow that to happen. Why is he pulling his hair out? Relax. You're not mankind. He's going crazy, dude. Maybe his appendix is hurting him that he got removed. <laughs> That's why he's pulling his hair out. If you mention it, he should wince like uh, Rick Santel. Rick Santel. That's right. Oh. Holy oh. shit. Doran off the back of Roadkill, taking out Gilberti and David Young ringside. That was nice. Maybe Doring should be in the X Division. Another oh. side slam by Roadkill on Diamond. He's going to the, the Dirt Road Slam. I didn't know if they were going to call it that, but they did. Oh, shit. Roadkill on the top rope. Big splash, but Diamond moves. You've heard this story about Roadkill, right? In WWE? Hmm, I don't know. Oh, problem solver. Oh, they fucked up the problem solver. But you know what? One... Two, three. Sometimes just the thought of a move can keep you down for three seconds. And that's what happened here. So apparently John Laurinaitis saw Roadkill Russell and immediately thought, this is a guy that should wrestle The Undertaker at WrestleMania. What? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was like have him beat Undertaker, but definitely a Mania point. Great. Okay. Shane Douglas, a prepaid announcement here. And he's staring at some girls' tits again. Yes, yeah, he did that last week, too. Yeah. 
It's got to be the dancers, right? The TNA dancers. Do you think that's Lollipop? I do think on the right it's Lollipop. On the right now? Oh, you know what? You're probably right. Yeah. Oh, next week he's going to unveil his new franchise. Oh, okay. Right. Show me what you got to take some kick his mass out there. Oh. He's shaking someone's hand. So if someone's in an X Division match next week and he said, if you if you do well, then you could be joining the franchise team. Who could join him, you think? I don't know. You know, um He's got a, it's somebody that's on this show. That he said impress him. That was in an X Division match. I'm gonna say uh, Kid Cash. See, that's what I was thinking too. But I don't think Kid Cash would want to be secondary to somebody. I don't think he needs to be, but I I can't see it being like oh Sanjay Dot. I think that's no. weird. You know what I mean? I guess could maybe Michael Shane. Michael Shane could probably use someone, to be honest with you. Michael Shane probably needs help with the promos. So that was definitely the girls because you can see Lollipop's hair is the same exact as it was in that video back. Oh, and, and she has her belly button pierced, which that girl did. Oh, you were looking at the belly button? I was trying to see because I feel like. Lollipop, Out of everything in that fucking video, you were staring I was at trying her to look belly for button. Cues. I was trying to look for cues of who it could be. Right. Okay. Yeah, I do. I just kind of, I love belly buttons. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Here comes Christopher Daniels. Yeah, have you ever licked inside of a belly button? Licked inside? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I have. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. Christopher Daniels recently returned hey, to where, Wrestling. Where are his minions? Are they there? Uh, nope, they sure aren't. No. That was quick. Jesus. Hell, save it. Hell, save it. Oh, what happened to his eye? Oh, I don't know. Did he have any indie matches? Things remind me. Or or it could have been from Explosion last week, potentially even, I guess. All right, well, I got two guys here. Michael Shane, who's about to make his way. Wait, that's Shane Douglas's music. Uh oh, it's a remake. Uh, do they just tell us it's Michael Shane? Yep. Yep, they definitely did because they did like a little and then it went into Michael Shane's song. Okay, so it's Michael Shane who's potentially going to be joining the franchise team. All right, well, whatever. That was weird that they would just tease it and then 45 seconds later be like, oh, by the way, it's Michael Shane. Anyway, yeah. Uh, speaking of Michael Shane, he lost <clears throat> to Eric Priest by disqualification on October 18th for MCW. And Chris Sabin <clears throat> lost to Matt Stryker with a Y oh. on October 16th for Ring of Honor. Christopher Daniels didn't do anything over the uh, past week. This is an X Division three way match for the title. No, I'm hoping this is good. Uh, I I honestly don't know how this couldn't be good. <laughs> I hate to say that, but 
How can this be bad? Look at the people we have in the ring. Nope. Michael Shane getting double teamed early on. Oh, yeah. One. And then Daniels and Saban throwing him off the rope. Come back. Double back body drop. Yeah, so I, I definitely think uh, the followers of Daniels have to be dropped officially now, I would assume. I don't know why he wouldn't come out with them otherwise. Yeah, and what's interesting, too, is that those guys weren't even involved with Explosion. Well, they haven't been even uh, in, a, in a bit, which is interesting. Not any of them? Once in a while, one of them would be on, but a lot of the time, dude, no. Oh, come on, don't Michael Shane's doing the Shawn Michaels spot. I was just going to say, you know? That's funny. Saban laying and punching the corner moves out of the way as Daniels ran. Spinning Spin feet. kick. Whips. Michael Shane. Nope. He grabs the rope. Shane's like, fuck you. I'm getting out of the ring. Saban stops him. Drags him back into the ring. Hammering away on Michael Shane. Now Daniels gets dropped as well. Goes into the corner. Saban, come back. Double knees. Northern light oh, suplex nice into a bridge. Drop kick by Daniels. Right on the knee. That didn't look like it felt good. Come on. Oh, look at For some reason, AJ Styles is was he, getting ready for his match, and we're showing that during the X Division match of all matches. Could that be foreshadowing? Oh, exploder suplex there. By Daniels. Two count on Saban. There's Shane Douglas. God, why does Shane look like in horrible shape? Because his hair is not done. Is that really what it is? It is. His hair is not spiked up like it normally is. Oh, Probably Daniels. because it was after his... Because he just wrestled on Explosion, right? I think I said his name. He did wrestle on Explosion. Yeah, so he probably showered or whatever. And so he probably just didn't redo his hair. That's a good point. Oh, Shane knocking Sa Daniels off the apron. Saban now. Oh. No. Oh, that should be a disqualification. You can't yank down by the hair. Oh. Daniels gets sent into the railing off the apron. Now Shane going after Saban. Is he going for his injured eye that probably Matt Stryker stepped him? That piece of shit, Matt Stryker. <sighs> With a Y. Why? Not the teacher, the guy from Ohio with a unibrow. He has a bunch of uppercuts, uppercuts and stuff like that. Jerk. That's what it had to have been. What it was. Michael Shane, Chris Saban, trading blows. Boom, boom, and an upper knee. Boom. Knee to the midsection. Now just more right hands. A lot of brawling, which is surprising for a uh, triple threat match here. Yep, uh, throwing Michael Shane to the apron. Saban is doing a springboard dropkick. Knocks Michael Shane off there. Do a somersault dive, you pansy. Do it. Do a dive. Off the rope. Oh, but oh, Christopher Daniels. Sit out power, man. This is wrestling. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. 
the offensive assault. Yeah, it's very offensive as they punch each other. Yeah. Tilted oh. a backbreaker by Daniels on Saban, followed by an STO. One, two, kick out at two. He's going to try again. Hooking the leg this time. Doesn't work still. Another one. Another one. No. Use the ropes for leverage, you coward. A special ref, Mike Posey, is not counting fast enough. In this As one. Bobby Heenan would say, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So what the hell are we doing? Daniels laying in knees to the lower back and then going for a lion's oh. Springboard lion's Then he's got like a cross face. Oh, yeah. Doesn't have the arms hooked between his legs, though, so I guess Saban could probably easily get out of this. And, yeah, he does have all his weight on the lower back of Saban, which he's just driving the knees into. So that was a nice little touch. Knocks Michael Shane down on the apron. Shane Douglas is pissed. His hair is wet. It's not done. He's got a Sharpie. He's wearing some university shirt that I couldn't read. I, I never would have guessed that a guy not doing his hair would make him look like absolute garbage. That's, that's a very normal thing. And yet here George we are. First DDT flatliner combo by Christopher Daniels. One, two, kick out. One, two, kick out. Daniels can't pin nobody. Nah, he ain't winning this match. Yeah, he's gone for like 12 pin attempts and he ain't getting nothing. Nah, Daniels. Yep. He got punched in the face, though, so it didn't matter. Another punch. Well, I kind of regret speaking. I spoke a little too soon on how excited I was for this match. I think it's not bad, but it's certainly not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's bad. We're just doing too much brawling for an X Division match for me. Yeah. But we still got time. The match isn't over. Shit could pick up, and I could say, wow, that match actually was pretty good. So hold tight. It might change my mind. Saban hooking Daniels for maybe a superplex, but Daniels is going to counter. Is he? I don't know. I don't know. Still, I got him hooked. Shane comes over. Couple of right. Oh, great. Tower of Doom or whatever they call it. Oh, no. wait. Oh, wait a minute. He's going up for a back suplex? A back suplex superplex combo? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, basically that's a different. Double... Wait a minute. That's basically a double superplex. Yeah. So then why is Chris Saban in more pain than when he would have just done it originally? Because he got the force of Michael Shane pulling him down as well. Yeah, but he still is going down. No, he pulled him down a little harder, so because of and that. And if anything, Michael Shane's arm is around Saban's back, so it's absorbing the blow. Well, that's just not how it works in wrestling. So, yeah. oh, be- chop. Oh, huge chop to Michael Shane. Saban's fired up. He's like, thanks, Michael Shane, for your... Oh. Arm helping me out. I'm going to beat you guys up now. Insigiri kick. Ducks a close on Michael Shane. Another one to Michael Shane. Hail Saban. Hail Saban. Oh, Over the oh. shoulder. Let's see. Oh. Twisting DDT there. Can he do it? One. He didn't hook the leg, you idiot. And he pinned him right in front of Michael Shane. Of course yeah. he was going to break the bed up. That's fine. Come on. What are we thinking here? Michael Shane slams down Saban. Daniels getting to his feet, but he gets a right hand, and he goes for Irish whip, but he gets a reverse. And Chris Saban or uh, Daniels gets a boot to the face. Michael Shane is going for a tornado DDT. He tried, but it didn't work. Oh, slammed him. 
Daniel's just yelling. I couldn't hear what he said. Best moves I'll ever. Pitting a lot, too. Michael Shane had left about 20 minutes before he even did a springboard. He couldn't stop his momentum. Daniels with a Hey, there's a somersault dive. dive. Let's go. Okay, dude, match is picking up. I'm do, switching my do mind. Do your turnaround taunt that Dallas loves. Um, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> and that's the gospel according to Christopher Daniels. Yeah, that guy's got a heel section t-shirt. Oh, and oh. Saban just dove onto Daniels. He probably doesn't care. That he didn't no. hit Michael Shane. He hates both these guys equally. Bobby, he has a heel section shirt because that is the heel section. No, I know. I'm oh, just okay. saying like, they have a t-shirt now. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, fuck. Michael Shane with a super kick. Clothesline by saving to Shane. Look at this replay. Saving just diving through the air. I was talking uh, to our buddy Austin uh, yesterday about the replay situation. Because Screech, Screech said that you... Oh, cradle shock. Hold cradle on. Shock. One. Two. Michael Shane pulls him out. That's a disqualification. Damn it. Um, so I didn't know, but early on in Icopod, I hear that you were you were a heavy drinker on Icopod uh, often. That was a heavy drinker? Yeah, you drank a lot on Icopod. And you were drunk for lots of shows. So I was talking That's about never. That never happened. That's what I was told. By who? Screech? Uh, Screech and Austin. I never have drank on Icopod. <laughs> I don't know. You We'll talk about it on Icopod. Um Okay. But holy oh, nice shit. tornado DDT by Saban. Anyways, I was telling them about how we tried to get you to do a drinking game with the replays early on when they learned how to do them because they were doing them so often. Yeah, yeah, that would have been disastrous. Yeah, it would have. I think it would have made a good show. I'd be, I'd be throwing up. I'd be dead. Oh shit! Super kick to Chris Saban. Phew. Oh, got it. Damn it. No, nope, Chris Saban's, or sorry, uh, Michael Shane is still your X Division champion as for pitting Chris Saban. Yeah, I mean, that was okay, but I don't think it was probably as good as uh, we had hoped for. Yeah, by no means do I think it was a bad match, but yeah, no. I, it was um, definitely not what I thought it was going to be. But Scott Hudson's talking to Father James Mitchell in Slash backstage, who's still pulling off the purple jacket, and I really like it. I like the purple. I also like his eyebrows. Hell yeah. So he's sick of Raven. Shocker. He's a paranoid schizophrenic. I didn't know he was sick of Raven. You gotta be kidding me. You've deserved every beat and you've taken. You... Wait, before either one of us came to TNA, you did something to me that caused me... More pain and agony that any than any human should have to en- endure. He's saying, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Hell is broken into nine circles. And the bottom one is for those who betray their friends. And Raven has a reserved spot there. <gasps> oh. What? Raven is facing Slash in a dog collar match tonight. Bro, what was he going to say instead of Raven? I don't know. <laughs> Scotty Flamingo. <laughs> Could you imagine? Mike Tanay in the ring. Oh, we are going to address the rumors. Uh, Here we go. We're and address some rumors. And the guy to address those rumors? 
Hot Rod Roddy look at, Piper. Come on. Look at, look at the sign. Don't let the cancer invade TNA. So even back oh. in 2003, we weren't wanting that cancer in TNA. Who better to address the rumors and tie up the loose ends than a legendary figure in our sport? He's managed people from the Honky Tonk Man of the Heart Foundation. The manager. Well, there you go. Hogan. Legendary Mouth of the South. He's Jimmy Hart. I bet you anything. Wait, hold on. Before I say... Oh, no, never mind. It's a generic. Oh, wait. Oh, no, it is Hulk Hogan's song. That's Hulk Hogan's WCW theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy oh, Hart, like, wrote it, so that's probably why they can use it. Oh, that's so crazy. I didn't recognize the, I didn't recognize the first part, and I was like, oh, it sounds like it's a Hogan song, and that's why fucking it sounds oh, yeah, like a Hogan is. song, because it is. Yep. <sighs> Can't wait for what Jimmy's going to tell us. Well, baby, let, there's one thing that Jeff Jarrett did at Tokyo, and uh, that's he injured Hulk Hogan, so he cannot come here to TNA. Right? I mean, what else would he say? The jacket he's got on is fucking awful. It says Hulk, and then an American flag, and on the other arm it says Hogan with a Japanese flag, and then Hulk Hogan's face is on the back. Yeah. He probably had to make it real quick. So, talking about rumors involving the pay-per-view, Hogan coming here, and Jarrett and Hogan. So, yeah, he's Jimmy Hurts like, can you get a shot of that sign? All these Hogamaniacs, they were, they were waiting for us at the airport. Seven o'clock? This show starts at eight. Well, you got to order it at seven. For fun. But he said, he's getting asked if Hogan's coming. He said, I'm going to spill it all tonight. The fans asked me, Jimmy, is Hulk Hogan going to come to TNA? No. He just said the same thing again. That he's going to let the cat out of the bag tonight. He said, shoot, and let's talk about it. Let's address the rumors one by one. Hulk Hogan and his association... Over the last two or three months, they've been watching TNA. Yeah, some of the best young talent in the world. Fans going crazy because they know it. These kids bust their butt and Hogan just wants to come in and beat them up. Steal their heat, brother. He says... Yes, you... Henry Holmes, his attorney, they've been talking... They've been talking to TNA. He says confirmed it. The rumor is it's true. That wasn't the question, Jimmy. He's is negotiating. He has, Hogan, has Hulk Hogan signed with TNA? No. Nope. Oh. What? Hogan, Hogan has signed with TNA. Whoa. 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 Wait a second. Big pay-per-view match coming up. That was rumor number two. Addressing the rumor about Bound for Glory. Mm. 
He said, there's something else you want to ask me, though. This is leaving a bad taste in my mouth, Bob. <laughs> this isn't going to end well. Yes, Jeff Jarrett got on a plane. He signed. Him. He They said it. They said he signed with TNA. That's very important. <laughs> yeah, that's a very important to keep in mind, guys, because uh, as far as we know, he has not. So he's talking about Jared busting, needing five stitches in his head. What if, what if Hogan never told Jimmy like he wasn't coming? <laughs> That'd be funny. Oh god, that'd be great. He's gonna tell the people. Oh, Hogan's having an operation next week on his knee. It's not going to be serious. So the pay-per-view is being rescheduled. Pay-per-view match has been rescheduled. I'm bound for glory. The fans are pissed, I think. Well, their excitement definitely dwindled. I don't know if you put this announcement here. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. He's, he's warning Jarrett when the time comes, essentially. Three years ago. They haven't announced a rescheduled date. That might be important, too. Yeah. Why? Three years ago, at the bash at the beach, in WCW, in Daytona Beach, did you lay down? And Let it go. Holy shit. So we're trying to further a story of a match that has been rescheduled till we don't know when with a guy who they say has signed, but maybe not has, maybe hasn't. And what a mess, man. Mm. Uh, he just called Jeff Jarrett out and his song just hit. Great. Great. So you're having Jeff Jarrett come out. Probably about a half hour before his title match. Why are we doing that? Dude, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. <sighs> this is just bizarre. This is Jimmy Hart. I told Mike Tanae this last week, and I'm going to tell you tonight. As long as you're in TNA, don't you ever, ever bring up the incident again. Never. Not even a big deal. He laid down. What is the big deal? Jimmy Hurts like, well, I still want to know why, and so do the fans. Do we? Do we really care still? I don't give. I don't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck two weeks after it happened when I watched it. Because <laughs> Hogan yeah, was gone, why? and there's nothing why? else to do with it. So who? Half the people in that crowd, probably more than half, probably don't even know what the hell he's talking about. Jimmy Hart's taking his jacket off, which is a he have a feeling he's gonna get punched. I did it because Vince Russo told me to do it. And I know you fans want to know why. You're damn is... right. Of course, awesome. I want to know, Jarrett. Jimmy Hart, you want to know why? But there's one person. But all you people out there. And that you're failing to mention. 
That's Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan wants to know why, doesn't he? Shit. Tells Jimmy to go down to Tampa. Go to Hulk and tell him why. And the reason is, and there's the punch. I fucking knew it. Look at Jimmy Hart holding his back as he's getting kicked. I guess it's just a matter of time before Jimmy got his ass kicked. Oh, there she goes the shirt. I've never seen someone rip a shirt from the back like that. That That's pretty interesting. (laughs) Uh, Jarek's taken off his wrist tape and is about to tie Jimmy Hart to the rope with his own tape. That's different. By the elbow. <laughs> what the fuck? Was he giving a wedgie? Oh, he's got his belt. Oh, I took his belt. Oh, fuck. oh great. Okay. Jared's fucking a heel. I mean, give me a break. He's a heel. Is Russo gone that way? Styles gets cheered. Is that what's going on? You think? Yes, I do. I absolutely think be. so. I mean, I think the Hogan stuff has to do with it as well, of course. But I, I do think that they've been teasing it for months. I mean, we're we're getting that switch tonight, absolutely. Come on, Hulk Hogan. He said, "Hulk's the man. Hulk's the man. Hulk's the man. Hulk's the man." From security, I, I think. I didn't turn on Hulk Hogan for for Dungeon and Doom in '95. Hulk's the man. Hulk's the man. (laughs) I kind of just beat the shot. Just hit him more. Hit him more, Jeff. This is a face turn for me, I think. Go ahead, Jeff. Do it. it. Hulk! Hulk! Yeah, we didn't forget when Jimmy Hart went with the giant and turned his back. You never forget that. Never forget that. He aligned himself with Shark and Kamala. And here's Styles coming for the save, dude. Yeah, We're getting hello. it tonight, dude. Hello. It's... Yeah, I mean, come on. Styles chases Jared out. Jimmy Hart getting checked on by security. Of course, that's a baby face turn if I've ever seen it. Give me a break. Okay. Well, the tag team champion, Swinger and Diamond, backstage chocolate Scott Hudson. Did you take your notes? The NWA Tag Team Champions of the World. Glenn says, good job tonight, boys. Head back to the hotel. Got a couple massages set up. Oh, girls from the Oriental Spa, if you know what I mean. He's definitely hinting at they're going to have a happy ending of that massage. Yeah, give me a break. Wow. Okay. So America's Most Wanted has a surprise tag team tonight. Well, would you look at this? Well, that's the Naturals, ladies and gentlemen. Andy Douglas and Chase uh, Stevens. They look young as fuck, man. They look like they're 19. We got it. You got it. Do you got it? We got it. Oh, Glenn slapped him. Well, now you got it better. Yes. I like how wet his hair is that it's stuck to his forehead when he slapped him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Well, we heard that they had a killer match on Explosion, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do on pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Great. Dog collar match coming up. Oh, yeah. Here is Slash, baby. Oh, yeah. Is he going to beat Slash? And then I think he's only got Vampiro left. Yeah, since they dropped uh, Shane from his uh, wrath. You know that. Wrath, you say? Oh. Oh. Okay, and here comes Raven. The longest fucking entrance, aside from Jeff Jarrett. Oh yeah, they're doing the long version again. All the all the fun talk here. Bob knows how long the entrance is, so he has decided to leave me alone, and I have nothing to talk about because it's just Raven's entrance video. Welcome to Raven's Clockwork Orange, House of Fun. Let's see, is he going to come through the crowd again? They're pointing at the entrance ramp. Oh, there he is, through the crowd. Oh, he's got way cooler face paint on tonight. Oh, it's like, uh, it's Hawk. Oh, that's cool, okay. Nice little tribute there. Okay, so yeah, last week, this match was postponed. This was supposed to happen last week. So this is phase two of the elimination process. Raven's already got the chain attached to his neck. We just got to attach it to Slash. See how this goes. Can Raven defeat Slash in the dog collar match? Securing it around Slash. The bell rings. Here we go. They're standing making the chain taut. And here we go. Pulling at it. I'm honestly surprised that I didn't miss uh, brawling. No, you didn't. But uh, I just noticed something, as I mentioned it a moment ago, is that Raven has uh, a cooler makeup on tonight, and it is... Almost like his version of Hawk's makeup, his paint. See? It's like a... Oh, who's? He, oh, Hawk's. Hawk. It's like right. a little tribute. That's a nice touch. No, Bob, if you remember, this match was postponed from last week. So It was? Yeah, because they were teasing that. This was going to be happening last week, and then they ended up having that tag match instead. Oh, yeah. I don't think they specifically said, hey, we're having a dog collar between Raven and Slash, but. No, I remember. Was, I think it was like advertised as at least Raven against Slash. I thought so, too. Mitchell does a low blow to Raven. Slash is already busted open. We're probably less than two minutes into this match, and he's bleeding. Whips Raven against a guard route. Yeah, chain. I think Slash did a blade job before he even hit the ring post. Earlier. Uh, I should have mentioned this note during the Jimmy Hart segment, uh, but I was so distracted I couldn't help myself. Uh, then that's that Dave Penzer, who is a close ally of Hogan and Jimmy Hart, was introduced to everyone at the show, uh, I'm assuming last week, as the as the new company liaison with independent promoters. 
Basically, his role will be to get TNA talent booked on weekend indie dates with the official office taking a cut. Hmm. So, Do that's you think yeah, I guess so. Wrapping the chain around Raven. Slash is dripping blood onto Raven. That's interesting because Penzer... Is he still with them? He is their ring announcer, yeah. Holy shit, man. Isn't that crazy? Going on 20 years. I mean, he's, he's left. And, no, I oh, think he he's left. left. I think he has. But he uh, certainly... Uh, I, w- I would consider him a mainstay, realistically. I mean... Oh, Look at this. The way he's pulling this chain on Raven, it's choking him around the rope. There he goes. Pulls it back. This looks brutal. You know, with the amount of hangings they've done, I mean, someone should probably die. And uh, They might as well, yeah, kill someone off. Yeah. You know, they should do that for uh, Sin. Just, Jesus. Just kill him off. Oh, look at that. That was innovative. Pulling the chain around the post, which is whipping uh, Slash back into the corner. I like now that. So now he's trapped. Raven. Is he going to do his knee chain. thing again? No, I thought he was going to do something, going. though. But What the heck? Raven, <laughs> Raven got up on the middle rope and did like a high kick to Slash. Oh, oh shit. I See, don't think he... Now he they're tangled re- up in the ropes. Yeah, he didn't realize they were tangled still. Because they just both ran. Yeah, see, that's the danger of doing a dog collar match. Or a chain match for that matter. Ooh, Death Valley Driver by Slash. Is he going to beat him in the middle? One, two? No, because it's Andrew Thomas. Special referee Andrew Thomas. Special referee Andrew Thomas. You can't count. quite get the pin. Oh. Kill Bill Goldberg. That's quite the sign. We'll get it. The movie Kill Bill Goldberg. Oh, okay. I guess I get it, but I thought they were just hate. They really hate Goldberg. <laughs> well, they probably do. But... Oh, there's a neck breaker. That's like Slash's finisher. One, two. Raven, of course, kicks two. out. Of Clothesline the... with the chain in the corner. Where's Vampiro at? I don't know. That's why I kind of gave us the, the note earlier about him. Oh, Holy shit. He just spun slash back right into the Raven effect. That was awesome. He tangled him up in the fucking chain and then twirled him around into the Raven effect. That was pretty cool. Now he's going to hang him over the top rope because why not? Oh, yeah. This looks like it hurts. Yeah, it probably doesn't feel great. Mitchell finally getting in the ring to stop this. Gets a back elbow from Raven. Oh, Raven's got his hands on him. The Cobra Clutch that he learned. A move that he's been studying for years. There's... Oh, there's Raven. A a kick attempt, but he's got to keep doing them because the first one wasn't that good. Vampiro is going to do something to Raven. Okay, he's just staring at him. He's got something in his mouth. Uh, He definitely has got something in his mouth. Unless he's just stone faced, I don't know. I no, thought he was gonna actively miss them, not right? opening. Oh mouth. fuck! There you go. When you're actively not opening your mouth like that, you're you're probably up to something. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Raven is covered in green mist. How do you feel that they have Vampiro on the show like almost every week, but not wrestling half of them? Um, I'm okay with that. Really, that doesn't bother me. Super kick. He's wrestled a couple of times, isn't he? Yeah, he's wrestled a couple, but I don't know. I feel like I want him more. You just want to be spoiled. I think that's your. Problem. I do. You're right. I can't deny that. I mean, I'd rather have Eric Watts wrestle every week than Vampiro. Let's be oh, real. Well, we pretty much get that. Wait, here's someone's coming down. CM Punk, Julio De Niro. Punk's hair looks fucking awful. It's He's like been hanging out with Shane Douglas. Well, look at it. Oh my god, what the hell is that? It's because he hasn't dyed it blonde anymore, and he's like growing it out. That's a mistake. He's yelling at him. Why are you guys coming out here? Punk's like, I'm so sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. Such a weird thing to see when in Ring of Honor, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you, Raven. Now he's begging. Like, I'm so sorry. Oh, Scott oh, Hudson. Good. I have a note on Don Callis. Why does this look like it's filmed in 1970? They had this issue like a week or two ago, too, where all the backstage promos look like shit. Yeah. Due to the circumstance, Hogan needs knee surgery. So he, he said, don't worry, because of me, this is going to be rescheduled the earliest possible opportunity. Hmm. The DOA in TNA with Vince Russo out of the picture. The return oh, for Roddy Roddy Piper is open. My life. Dude, I got a note on him, too. This is going to be a great transition into some notes. Uh, it says, well, Eric Watts doesn't run things around here. I do. Rowdy Roddy Piper is gone. Gone for good. Oh, my God. No one wants to watch a degenerate drunk run around in a kilt around here. He's right. You got it? Well, speaking of him, he falls on the heels of Jerry Lynn and D'Lo Brown, who left TNA because of you. Don't try to put it on me, okay? They left on their own accord. Good riddance. Don't come back. Oh my god, look, a deal about Oh, that's awesome. That's hilarious. I actually that's saw cool. that recently online and I was like, whoa, this is so wild. <laughs> they deal brown TNA bobblehead. Uh I gotta point out Raven defeated Justin Credible on October sixteenth for Ring of Honor, by the way. Oh, thanks for the that. I should probably stop doing indie notes if I keep on forgetting doing this show. They're no, really we, not that important. We like, no, we like the indie notes. It's fun to hear about what's going on. Don't choke on that. You're. Oh, we're going right in the next match. So let me give you this during the entrances here. I, how can I choke on an on a, on a icy? When you put the entire thing in your mouth at once. It's water. It's like Andy the episode Doug- of SpongeBob where the guy. Andy Douglas, Chase Stevens, the Naturals. Patrick puts 17 snowballs in his mouth and he just swallows the water. Um, so Roddy Piper is amendable to coming back whenever asked, but since he doesn't want to wrestle, they are having problems coming up with ideas for him on the October 8th show. They teased for a week that Piper might be there, but when the show came, they simply did an angle where Northcutt held a videotape and destroyed it saying that the interview Piper had sent in and Don Kells told them not to allow it and they just fucking smashed it. Um, as well as Don Kells, there was concern last week regarding Callis because, uh, he was stopped. He was the at least the third. Oh, hold on, we're starting the brawl brawl up at the ramp. We're not even starting in the ring here. America's Most Wanted didn't even finish their entrance. Um, Callis this week was at least the third. 
uh, also Tracy Brookshaw and Juventud Guerrera being the others, who were stopped at the border with visa problems. The other two were coming into the U.S. claiming to be tourists. They explained it on TV saying he was attending other to other business, but whatever problems there were had been cleared up this week. As we saw, he's here. So Interesting. I wonder how similar this match is going to be to their explosion match. Uh, they're they're saying that they just mentioned the explosion match between these two, I believe. And of course, yeah, Chase Stevens oh, right. was in the hot shots. Let's not forget the big the big dick energy tag team. Hell yeah, you know they were. They had something shoved in their pants. Right. And I believe Andy Douglas <laughs> has had some singles explosion matches in the past too, if I'm not mistaken. I could be yeah. wrong. Probably singles, yeah. Oh, hip toss by uh, Stevens to uh, Storm. Onto the concrete. I, what's, uh, I mean, we haven't seen Cassidy O'Reilly. I wonder what he's doing. Yeah, that's a really good point. The last time we saw them was when they were, like, on sex, well, joining sex, wasn't it? And that was, like, very, very short-lived. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Look at that teamwork. I think I only got one more uh, note left, but I think we're going to save that because they mentioned Styles in it. So we're going to save that until uh, at least a video package or Styles coming out in that main event match. I wonder if this is like the, the moment where the Naturals are regulars because they, they've stayed with the company for several years. We'll find out. Steven's coming off Axe Handle. Oh, axe Handle. Onto Storm, I believe, right? Yeah. Douglas quickly tagged in up on the rope as well. Kind of also going for next handle, but stopped. Right hand to the midsection. Stevens knocks Harris off throat, the apron. Uh, trying to keep my throat cool here. It's trying to be quite the hassle. Steven up to the top. Moonsault. Missed it. Just like Kurt Angle. Missed it. Damn it. Who would have thought? Well, I could have told you that was going to happen. Come on. Chris Harris gets a tag. Andy Douglas in. Southpaws, baby. Big clothesline. I don't... Why do they always try to pin when someone's right there? I don't know. Oh, double team. The heart attack. I was hoping they had a name for it. I was waiting for Tanae to say something, and they didn't. Oh. Your fault. You like the sign that says Volva? What is it? 
It just says vulva. Vulva? Oh, you'll see it again in a minute. It's in the back. Eight second ride. Let's see. Can Storm hit it on Douglas? He does. Yeah, but let's go. David Young, get in the ring. Mess it up. That's what we do here. Yo, Birdie's on the apron, and Stevens has a chain in his hand. And boom, right hand to Storm. Mm. No way. Oh, shit. He kicked out. I didn't think he was going to. But, of course, this is a, an American Most Wanted match, so we are going to have a bunch of close falls. It didn't even really look like he had his arm on him. It was that not when he kicked out, it didn't. No. Oh. Ooh. Can you get the suplex? Gilbert tripped him. Oh, no. One. Oh, shit. He got the foot down, though. Get the fuck out of here. They won. The Naturals won. No way. What? No way. Where's J.J. Dillon? Or somebody? No way. Wow, look at that. I did not see that coming. Oh, great. Here's Eric Watts. And Goldilocks following behind him. He saw what went down. He's pissed. Oh. Oh, they're restarting the match. Ooh, spear. There is a spear to Andy Douglas, but he slipped out of the ring. Racket tossed to Stevens. I think they should still just beat him. Oh, shit. Super kick by Storm. Bracket went flying. To Birdie. Pulls out Storm. Shit's getting wild in this match. Yeah. They've definitely lost control. Beating the shit out of Storm as Harris is walking by as if nothing's happening. But he's up on the top. Big crossbody by Harris onto Stevens. And that's a three. Okay. But Eric Watch is beating the shit out of David Young. So that's a match next week. I bet you anything. Yeah, probably. I mean, that was okay for being like a wild match. Yeah, I think so. Look at, look at. Eric Watts couldn't get his shirt off. What the fuck? Oh, you know, are we going to get like a six-man or something next week? Red shirts. But here's the red shirts. I don't know what's going to happen next week, okay? It's a fucking mess. I hope it's a, like a 10-man a tag. It could be. Like oh, a, no, uh, no, 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 no. I take no. it back. Not if it involves the Harris brothers. Heavy D is in the ring. What? Handpicked by Eric Watts. I need to know how and why they think that Don Harris needs to be a baby, like a top baby face or something. Even get like a pop. I don't understand. I don't know. 
And he was wearing a black shirt, so I got a little nervous after the incident. On is he uh, some kind of like? Is he some kind of Tennessee hero that I just never knew about? That's what I'm sort of wondering because the fans seem to respond very well to him. But you do. There's two uh, young women right behind the announcers. Three of them. I don't know if they were there before. You think they're plants? There's four of them. Nothing. Well, Kazarian's not here, so he can't come give them flowers. Right. What's over that? They they picked the wrong week to come to the show. And anyway, TNA.com, you can get the CDs, the DVDs that we talked about before. Oh, shit. Raven. He's talking about Roddy Piper losing 80% of the hearing in his left ear. Oh, that's right. In the dog collar match. Well, Raven, it's a little late to be talking about this. Oh, wait. Next week, he's going to take it to the next level. Hold on. Jim Mitchell. He got rid of Sin. He got rid of Slash. And next week, it's Vampiro. Wow. Okay, from from the damaged, deranged mind. He he came up with a new one. Gallows of Retribution match. Each rope has a chain with a dog collar. Holy shit. You have to tie your opponent to the dog collar and throw him over the top and hang your opponent. They're literally doing the match that I said, where you hang your opponent. What in the world? Whoa. Oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. If I was Vampiro, there's one way you don't do the match. You know what that way is? What's that? You don't sign the contract. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Scott Hudson talking with Styles backstage before his match. We're at an hour, 26 minutes, and 46 seconds. If you're following along at home. I don't I still don't know why it looks so old. The video quality. I don't know, dude. It's like they like filmed it like in some weird light or something and like messed with the the camera settings. It's like the, the color balance, balance is off. Fuck yeah. Up, yeah. I think you just asked him if he went to Vince Russo's uh, hospital room and he said, "Why would I?" I hate Vince Russo. Why would I do that? Oh shit. Siaki legend Trinity and ECMO walking in on the interview. Yo, where you been? Where's your head at? In case you didn't know, we're all behind you. We got your back. He's like, oh, you got my back? Could all of you do me a favor? Stay out of my way. See, now I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, everybody stay out of my way. ECMO, come with me. There you go. Everyone stay out of my way except ECMO. Yeah, ECMO. Look at that picture of Jarrett. When was that taken, you think? 17 years pro, Styles 4. Finally, the rematch. How will Russo's absence affect Styles? I don't know. Is Jarrett's focus on Hogan, Rhodes, Piper, or Styles? (laughs) Wow. Don't know. 
Styles really stands out in that list of four people. I feel like Jarrett hasn't been talking about Piper very much, so why is he even why is that even being brought up? Just to add another big name into the list. Yeah. <clears throat> well, here's Jarrett's entrance, so this is a great time to give it's you. It's also a being brought up because, as they said, Russo's not there, so now it's like, okay, he could be back anytime now. Well, yeah, but Jarrett. I mean, that hasn't really been brought up as far as Jarrett goes. No. But I guess he was there when he left, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is actually a note from. Uh, the ROH show, which it might be the same one you mentioned already. Probably on the 16th. Yeah, yep, 10-16. Uh, and apparently most of the TNA wrestlers, and AJ Styles in particular, were very over at the show. Um, and also, at this point, TNA hasn't said anything to ROH about how they use the TNA talent. The only thing that would be under question would be CM Punk anyway. And he's not a major character on TNA at this point. And his ROH MLW character is is a good one, so TNA should eventually change him to it at some point anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm going to do a triple check, but that might be my last note for the show. Well, speaking of CM Punk and AJ Styles, for that matter, they rustled on that October 16th Ring of Honor show, mm. which saw AJ Styles defeat CM Punk. And that is the last indie note that I have for uh, this week. Jared just grabbed a chair, by the way. Yeah, he probably grabbed the chair so he could sit down during uh, AJ's entrance here. (laughs) Yeah, that's why. That's what I would do. Uh, You like the low camera angle that they've been doing on this show? Yeah, I make him look taller. Although that kind of makes him look shorter. They did it with Slash and uh, Father James Mitchell, which I thought was more of like, look how creepy they are coming out. But this was a weird one for me. Nope, look, there's a chair. He's not sitting yet. There's two chairs, as a matter of fact. Three, I think, actually. Well, I'd say before the match starts, you might as well. They're already ringing. Yeah, JB's got to do his quick uh, boxer-type announcements here. He's got three chairs. It's a bit excessive. He's doing his introductions, his styles outside of the ring, as Jarrett has three chairs in the ring, holding two of them. Okay, drop one again. This is a Jeff. Jarrett. Oh, wait a second, wait a second. Don Callis is out here. Styles has a chair now. This is a mess already. Is this no DQ? Because uh, it probably should be. I guess so. Because I already feel like it's just going to be out of control. So do I. Wait, what here's Eric Watts. Watts. Don says he's never seen a heavyweight title match start like this. All the passion and emotion, thinking about Hulk Hogan. For their rescheduled Bound for Glory match. It'll happen as soon as possible, one day, maybe, ever. Nope. It's a minor knee surgery, nothing to worry about. (laughs) Not a big deal. (laughs) Okay, can we get on with the match, please? I really want to see this match, but this is like... 
garbage like filling time. JB's trying to get the crowd to chant something. It looked like, but like he doesn't have t-shirts to throw, so they're not listening. JB, 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 JB. This is wrestling. Yeah, this is awesome. TNA Dream Match: AJ Styles versus RVD. Oh, you just wait seven years, pal, and you're gonna fucking get it. I mean, yeah, sounds pretty good. Okay. <laughs> well, we locked up. The chairs have been removed. Don Callis and Eric Watts appear to be gone. Let's pass with your drinks. Well, did you also notice Eric Watts, face Eric Watts, was holding Styles, and heel Don Callis was trying to hold Jeff Jarrett back? Oh, I, just, I, I noticed that. Just saying. I think that's pretty important to note. Do we see Styles lose right here? What do you think? With with Jarrett not needing to fight Hogan now, do do you bother taking it off him? All right, so Don Callis is watching from the yeah. ramp. Eric Watts was watching from ringside, it looked like. They just showed both of them. I think they're going to – I think that – I think you do. I think you take it off AJ. Yeah, I kind of think so as well. Um I think that there's less of a reason to now, but at this point, you might as well just give it to Jarrett. Have healed Jeff Jarrett as champion. Styles, as they we talked about in some of our news and notes, the potential of him going back to the X Division to elevate that further, I think is uh, I think fine because he was killing it anyways there. And he is still wrestling that style very much. Yeah. Styles hitting Jarrett all the guardrail, and we go over. Close line over the guardrail. We knew this was happening. We knew we were going to wrestle in the crowd, and here we go. Here is a TNA asylum. This lady has no clue what to do. She's trying to move. She, yeah, she's like, should I leave? Do I do I go to the ring? What do I do? And Styles just dropped Jarrett just for a sound of the guardrail. Yeah, she's very concerned. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course they seemed in a panic as they were trying to talk to Styles. Styles, <gasps> huge dive over the guardrail to the to Jarrett in the crowd. That was freaking huge. He will risk his body to risk keep his the title. Body. He's going to risk his life. I mean, what's happening? What's going to happen? We're fighting in the crowd here. One security guy's like, guys, can you step back? Are you meaning to tell me that there's a Jeff Jarrett match that is currently going into the crowd? Who would have guessed? Oh, wait, we're already going back ringside, though. That's kind of weird. I wouldn't have guessed that. Throws Jarrett into the ring. Springboard. No. Oh. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Jarrett hit the top rope. Styles fell. He hit his, his stomach on the rope. And then he flipped. And he almost hung himself as he flipped because his head hit the middle rope. That's got to feel real good. Now it looks like he's going to get a nice slingshot right on the neck. 
Schwip kicks Jarrett. Oh, Ooh. big clothesline. You got to be careful when you do like an inside out sell on a clothesline that you're not going to just break your neck. Like your style's almost just dead. Yeah. It looked super comfortable. Let's get a reply. Guys, is a drug. Oh. Oh. Spinning mm -hmm. back oh. suplex. Styles is wincing because he's thinking about his back. Just the thought of pain is just unbearable. Come on, Styles. What? Abyss is watching this match. Why is he watching it? Hmm. What does he I have to do? Foreshadowing? I don't know. Foreshadowing for what? He's coming for the bell. Why? I don't know. Oh, wait. Raven's watching, too. Yeah, he should come to a bell, too. Raven. Raven watching makes a little more sense than Abyss, but... Well, it makes a lot more sense. I'm sure that they're going to show Don Harris watching, too, at this point. Oh, my God. Oh, going for a powerbomb. Oh, Styles rolls through. <gasps> nope. And then he picks Styles him up. Flash. He's going to hit it. Nope. Styles. Or uh, Jarrett slips down. Gutbuster. What is James Storm doing? Why is he in the crowd? James Storm uh, alone in the crowd, soaking wet, watching. <laughs> yeah, just hanging out. Is Jared going to do it? He's calling for the figure four leg lock. Nope, Styles flipped over. He's trying to escape, grabs the ropes. Jared doesn't even have a submission in, but you got till five. Instagram. Oh, man. It looks like he got him pretty good on the side of the head. Yep, sure did. So good that the ref really checked on Jarrett right there. He, like, lifted his arm up and grabbed his hand. We're still counting here. Come on, Thomas. Just count faster. Right? There's Harris. Also soaking wet, standing in the crowd watching. Right behind James Storm. I think the problem with that is, look how many people are just watching the wrestlers in the crowd versus the match now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would be just staring at them in the crowd until something happened, I guess. I think they're trying too hard, though, to make this seem like it's a bigger deal than what it is. Oh, oh that was really cool. How was that? Like a hammerlock back suplex driver? I don't know what the hell you call that. Yeah, I don't know what to call that. No, Mike Tanay didn't either, so... If that tells you anything. Yeah. Jarrett using his leg strength to kick out. 50 plus years of tradition. Going down the drain here tonight. Ain't that the truth, man? Damn you, Jackie Fargo. Oh, up and over. Styles lands on the middle rope. Moonsault. Oh, 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 oh. 
German, German oh. suplex. <laughs> One, two. No, Jerry kicks out. I don't know if that was supposed to turn into the DDT or not, because yeah. it looked like it wasn't at all anyways. Oh, well, got... I think he was. I think he was going to go for it, then he just switched to the German, because he fucked it up. He got caught. Yeah, he caught up on Jarrett when he did the moonsault. Yeah. Uh-oh. AJ putting Jared on the top turnbuckle, sitting him down. Jared's like, wait a minute, this is where I can do the mill. Oh no, he doesn't. He's gonna do I thought he was gonna do the mill rope stroke. Mm. Slappy. It would make sense. Well, here we go. Styles climbed up and did Jared just low blow him? I don't know, but he's putting what up fireman's carry. Holy Oh, shit. what the fuck? Jeff Jared just did a middle rope TKO. And it almost looked like it was going to be a stunner. He almost didn't, like, lay flat enough when he was going yeah, down. Yeah, that was bizarre. That's something I saw, I think, Jarrett would ever pull out. Because look how Jarrett, he went down on his butt. Jesus. One, two. Kick out. He got out. I can't believe it. If you were following along, we are at one hour, 42 minutes. We have less than 10 minutes left in the show. I believe the runtime was like an hour 48-something. Going for the figure four. Right in the middle of the freaking ring. Yes, look at the ring positioning, dude. Yeah. I mean, he, it's perfect. Tap. Thomas, checking the shoulders. Oh, one was down, but AJ Styles. Tap out, it. dude. Just tap. Save yourself. One, two. Uh-oh, Sonny Siaki. Oh, see. Now, he told him... Stay back. Watts is stopping him, though. Stage, and that's not what he's doing. Oh, there's oh, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty with a bull rope. Bionic elbow. So while we're in a figure four, probably for the next five minutes, there's going to be a lot of action happening inside. He's got Siaki here on the neck of the bull rope. I'm assuming he threw him over, yeah, okay, over the guardrail. Wait, Jarrett is now going after... What does what does Jeff have a chair? It look oh yeah oh yep. Dusty just sent Siaki I think to the outside the building. Is he gonna beat him with a chair shot? One, two. Oh nope. shit! Kick out again by AJ. <clears throat> Two and nine tenths. AJ. Oh, is that a low blow? Looks like it. Styles. Andrew Thomas up. is not interested in calling for a disqualification here tonight. No, dude. Title match. You can't. Okay, so Styles said the chair set up. He's putting Jarrett's head into it. Oh, boy. Hitting him in the back. What is he about to do right now? I think he's going to do a 450. Do you really? No. Wait. No. Oh, no, he went for a leg well, drop. And well, good thing he completely missed the uh, chair because he probably would have hurt his butt real bad. Oh, Styles going for a kick, and Jarrett, stroke on the chair. Oh, that's got to be it, right? He just cracked his skull on a chair. It's got to be. He's out. <gasps> what? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. No. 
Carrot's got the title. He's bringing in the ring. He's getting desperate. Eric Watts is like, don't use that. Don't use that title. Wait, Styles, roll up. Jarrett kicks out. He's still oh, got a whole title. I, oh, great. The referee got knocked down, and he hit him with the belt. And then he threw it at Watts. Fuck. Three with the belt shot. Whoa. So he couldn't win with a stroke on the chair, but a belt shot was the final nail in the coffin for Styles. And there's a sign, there is no God, because Jarrett is now here in WWE, World Heavyweight Champion again. Callus is looking pretty satisfied. And Bob is silent because he is not satisfied. Yeah, He's I calling Mike Tanay into the ring. I think I hate, I think I hate that match. Because it, you I mean, I feel it? like I think AJ kind of got jobbed out. I mean, Jarrett definitely had, I think, most of the offense in that for sure. Jarrett's talking shit, calling out Hogan, Dusty Rhodes, Ready Paper. He's the new world heavyweight champion. Don Callis in the ring pointing at him. Crowd is booing him. So it worked. Not Piper. Not Eric Watts. Now, I don't want to be that guy, but is Jared about to be the champion for the next, like, four years? <laughs> uh, you don't want to be that guy, but, like, yeah. Well, here we go, guys. <laughs> it'd be foolish just it'd be foolish to just say otherwise, really. Damn it. But you know, I wonder like, you know, hey, we can't we didn't sign uh Hogan, like just put it on me, you know? Not worry about. It. Wait a second. I just heard I just heard Jimmy Hart go, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Jeff Jarrett. Thank you, baby, for the wake up call. Where is he? Wait, he knows the meanest, dirtiest, nastiest wrestlers. Oh, Jimmy Hart's going to make a few phone calls. For every strap you put on his He's cutting a promo to the wall now. (laughs) He's going to be here live in Living Cover with someone he used to manage. Who is it going to be? It's someone that he used to man it. The honky-tonk man. Oh, that's my first thought, too. I hope not. Oh, no. The giant. No. The big Joe. No. God of his WWE deal, and he's here. No. I'm nervous. Jimmy Hart doesn't manage anyone good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, nervous. really. I'm fucking nervous, dude. Um, okay, well, there we go. Okay. We're going off the air, man. Hugh, Hugh Morris is uh, coming out tonight. Uh, well, Dallas, how did you feel about that show? Um, overall, I think I liked it. I don't know if I, I agree. I, I agree with you that I don't think Styles looked great in that main event. Um, but I feel like this still 
I feel like it was an exciting show. I think the crowd helped with that. And and we still kind of, we got some stuff to look forward to. I mean, Vampiro Raven next week uh, in particular. We got the Naturals making their tag team debut, which I think is pretty exciting. But I feel like, before you say anything, I feel like that main event is leaving a really bad taste in your mouth. And I feel like it's swaying your decision a little bit, Bob. I can tell it's going to. I just, I feel very underwhelmed. I think for a variety of reasons. That main event made AJ Styles look like a complete jabroni compared to Jeff Jarrett. This is a complete jabroni. I'm not surprised that they did that, though, to be honest. I mean, I hate to say it, but... I, yeah, I don't... but it's like... I don't, I don't like it, but I think we, I think we know what to expect, especially with like what we're saying is like chosen one Jeff Jarrett kind of style. I mean, I, yeah. I hate to say it, but I, I feel like I, I expected, I think we expected Jarrett to win for a while, um, to be honest, uh, and I think that that kind of affects what you expect going in. Do I think that? Did I think that they were going to make a star out of Styles? When he fought Jarrett right there, I didn't really, I didn't really think that was going to happen. No, but I think I would have expected it to be a little bit more competitive. I think it probably should have been. I don't disagree with that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then, I mean, another major thing too is like, Bound for Glory is postponed. Well, <laughs> so that's like a Dude, that, fucking damper. That was and they put it in the middle of the show what yeah a, like you don't what a do stinker that. to put on the show man you don't do that if you this is what i would have done if i had known how everything was gonna play out you have Jarrett win right and then you have jimmy hart come out and he's like Jarrett, you enjoy that championship a little longer because bound for glory may be postponed and then people are like what and then you followed up with it next week or something. And not just in the middle of a big show like that. To, like, just ruin the mood. So I thought that was kind of bullshit. Um, I mean, and really... There's a lot of things on the show I didn't like. I didn't like that 3 Live Crew defeated Siaki Ekmo and Legend. I didn't like that. Especially well, with, you know, BG James pinning Siaki. If you're going to do it, just have Ron do it. Uh, the X Division title match was okay, but I think we expect a little bit more from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to... I. Th- <laughs> oh, no. What's he going to say? I can't say it was a good show because I don't... I didn't enjoy it. Are you giving it a thumbs down, Bob? Hmm. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to put it in the middle and like middle of the road show. However, in the context of if I had to have paid $10 for it, I would have been super bummed. And then like, I can't believe I spent $10 because I would have found out that Hogan wasn't coming 
and then Jeff Jarrett is the champion. So I would have been annoyed by that too. Wow, this is a uh, this is pretty interesting, Bob. I I enjoyed it a lot more than you did, I guess. Uh, I'm not looking forward to Jeff. I'm I'm telling you, I've already lived through this review. Well, yeah, you got to put that shit behind you though. Yeah, but like I'm not looking forward to uh, to dealing <laughs> with having to watch this now every week and being like, oh, are they going to do it right this time? And it's not going to happen. So. Well, I get what you mean. Um, I don't know. I like that. I think uh, I agree with everything you're saying. But I think overall, I still I still enjoyed the show overall. I'm giving the thumbs up. I don't know. I don't know. I see where you're coming from. But when I think about the last two times that we gave the show a thumbs in the middle on 64 and 65, I think this show was better than those shows. And so for me, I, I almost feel like I have to. I can't just give it a thumbs in the middle. And this is pretty interesting because, Bob, this is the first time that we essentially have disagreed um, since pay-per-view 48. So it's been a while. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't, I mean, really, when you look at it, what is there to be excited about? Well, they, I think they, they kind of recovered. Not, I mean, don't get me wrong. Hogan, Jarrett was going to be a huge deal, but they did recover slightly with like this idea of Jimmy Hart bringing a surprise. Now, don't get me wrong. You and I are not going to be excited for whoever he brings in. I guarantee it. I mean, Jimmy Hart did. Does Jimmy Hart manage anyone that's not annoying as fuck? That's why like, I I can't think of it. I I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like who? Okay, Raven and Vampiro. I'm Raven. excited for Raven and Vampiro next week. That that yeah. But aside from that, what is there to be excited about? I don't know. I think maybe for me, it's like. Maybe I'm more excited about seeing the, these new people, Sanjay Dutt, seeing uh, the Naturals coming in and stuff like that. Maybe that's what's kind of keeping me going now, because like I am really excited about that. Yeah, Is, but, should I mean, should, the, should that carry my entire excitement? Probably not. They're, but they're but not. It is. They're not going to move the needle, though. Uh, realistically, no. I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm, I mean, I think Sanjay's great, and I think the Naturals are good to an extent, but I mean. Am I going to be like, oh, I got to put $10? No. When I'm thinking about if I got to put $10 on or if I'm excited for the show, it's like, I got fucking Jeff Jarrett as my world champion. Yeah. And he just jobbed out AJ Styles. And AJ Styles is the guy that I'm excited to watch. But after seeing that, it's like, God, this guy can't do really – even their match back in, I feel like, February or whatever. Like, it wasn't competitive. Yeah, and I think that's, it's, that's something that we keep getting stuck in with Jarrett, though. I mean – not that now I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not making excuses for it because yeah. it kind of sucks, but it's hard. It, it it does make it hard to get excited for a Jeff Jarrett match. Does it not? Yes, it does. Because if it's always one, one way, one sided, how can, how can we be excited about that? Well, and that's what I'm trying to get at here. So now for as long as he's champion, it's like, cool. Jeff Jarrett's champion. It's going to be the same shit that we saw earlier. Yeah. At least with AJ, it was like, oh, AJ against Frankie Kazarian. That's fucking different. Yeah, they did do some fun stuff like that. And I, I agree. I do think that that was kind of part of the fun because. I'm, I'm trying to get this to where you're like, yeah, Bob, you're right. This this sucked. Thumbs down. 
Uh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't think it was that bad of a show. No, you, because you're, because you're a loyalist. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think it's time to wrap up the show. If given the, the opportunity, and if there's any cult leaders out there, uh, if you need oh, a new member, God. just get with Dallas, and probably within about six hours, he'll he'll probably join. Yeah, yeah, within six hours, he, I will he's definitely easily influenced. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry that, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I'm having a blank because now you got me all flustered. I'm, j- but I'm a jaded wrestling fan. Jaded. You're, you're, I mean, I'm sure we are a little bit, but you know what? I, I, I like to find something I enjoy. Yeah, I do uh, too. I didn't see it this week. Oh, my God. I do too. I like to be like, well, oh, hey, that was a, that was a fun, good wrestling show, unfortunately. This week that did not exist. I don't know. I have fun, man. And I'll tell you what: if I was there in the building, I bet you I'd say the same thing. I bet you I still have fun. I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would. You're damn right. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm giving it an uh, average. I'm not even giving it a thumbs down. Maybe giving me garbage about it. I could easily just be like, "Fuck the bad show." But 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 it wasn't a bad. I show. I am just not a fan of the overall booking decisions more so than like the quality of action well i mean the main event i i did not enjoy it but everything else is mostly like oh i wouldn't have done that oh i wouldn't have done that that's why i'm going to give it an average rating if the in-ring had sucked and it's a totally different equation i'd be like this sucked this was bad yeah well don't worry because I think the only thing we got to look forward to next week is the Blood Gallows of Retribution dream match between Raven and Vampiro, where someone's going to get hung. And maybe they won't be the only one that does it. Maybe I'll just be like, next week, this is it. Jeff Jarrett is my world champion. I'm going to go get a collar, and I'm just going to... Whoa. <laughs> I'm just Whoa. Gonna... How about no? Uh... <laughs> of course not. It's not that serious. Yeah, no, it's a, it's just a, I think there's just too many like disappointing announcements. There was, there was a lot of like happenings on one show where it's like, ugh. I would say like the first 45 minutes, I'm good. And then they're like, let's talk about the rumors. And they're like, Hogan's not coming. Well, yeah, let's talk about the rumors and then turn it into a negative is not a, not a good look. Yeah. I mean, they did say he signed, but we know that he's not signed. Yeah, I don't. So even like that added context is like, but he's not. You're lying to me. Like, what are we talking? Yeah, about? yeah. I don't know. I'm curious to see how that evolves going forward here. Um, and I guess we'll find out next week as far as if there's any more news and updates about that. Yeah, I don't know. Wonderful. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I got. Tails, you got anything else for this week? Or are we good for next week in the uh, retribution blood hanging match? That whatever. <laughs> no, that uh, that wraps it up. I hope everyone has been enjoying the show. Uh, if you don't already, follow us along on Twitter at Cross the Line TNA or at Facebook at TNA Cross the Line Pod, and you you can subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post the podcast there as well. And as we keep saying, Bob loves to mention it as well, leave us a review if you've been enjoying it. Don't give negativity. Bob doesn't like negativity. You can send those in the DMs if you want. But leave us a review if you're enjoying the show on your 
Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. That's right. And uh, as I mentioned earlier in this uh, episode about taking NyQuil, you know what? If you're having trouble sleeping, don't take NyQuil. Just watch a Jeff Jarrett main event in TNA. <sighs> so until next week, for Dallas Gridley, I'm Bob Collin Jr. And this has been the TNA Cross the Line podcast. <laughs> Rock.